0: hi everybody welcome to fns wrestling podcast episode 103
1: that sounds weird when you say it like that what
0: 103 I don't
1: 100 know. 103 and? 100 it just, it just and sounds weird or like 103 i don't know 103 just sounds weird
0: so we survived the first sign of the apocalypse yesterday oh my god yeah it was so weird what was it i don't know so explain it to our I, listeners i remember
1: I, I woke up and i don't know it's weird like i feel like uh recently the last few days I'm, wa- I'm progressively waking up earlier you're
0: becoming a lazy teenager I'm... but now it's reversing and you're getting up earlier again
1: yeah which is weird because usually in the summer it's like i i'm known for waking up early and then like slowly i would start waking up later because you know summer you get kind of used to anyways summer hours i woke up and then mom tells me like the powers i'm like 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 usually when the powers out it's like oh it's like rain or something but no it's just like it was like a rogers thing so like yep. it was out everywhere and like the only place i was able to steal wi-fi from was walmart Yes, so um, it was really weird. Yeah,
0: our Canadian listeners are probably well aware, but anyone international listeners, the if it's not the largest cable and internet provider in Canada, it's got to be in the top two. So they had a nationwide outage of internet. So yeah.
1: it only lasted
0: yesterday, thankfully. Yes, although the internet's not back to full capacity today. Like it's definitely I'm certain fine, things are slower. You watched me trying to find dynamite. That is correct. True. That um, is, that's fair. So yeah, uh affected us all day yesterday. We basically had no internet whatsoever, nor did most people that we know cuz pretty much everyone's using Never that. Never have provider. I missed
1: YouTube more cuz like, I don't know, I just kind of
0: nice. It was a throwback for me. You guys had to live like I did as a kid. You didn't have internet. You had to go outside uh, and do stuff. Yeah,
1: I, well, I that see this is why you download Free Guy and Darth Maul episodes of Clone Wars on right. your phone. This very specific reason.
0: So, it was down all day yesterday. We weren't even sure we'd be back today in time to post this, but I think we're going to get away with post- this, although it made finding that we had only watched half of Dynamite. We didn't get to finish. We would have finished Dynamite yesterday if uh, things had been normal. But right? I couldn't even but, find it on my legally no. recorded device, so I had to use nefarious means yeah. to find it, and we did uh, eventually. But yes. Yeah, and you so, had to
1: like pay cash yesterday, and
0: yeah, I mean, even today with your brother for basketball practice, there's still plenty of places that are not hopefully. accepting debit yet. It's hopefully cash it's normal in
1: a couple of days because otherwise that may present a problem. For... Uh, actually, as long as ATMs are working, I'm fine.
0: Yeah, so everything is seems to be on its way back to normal. Hopefully our home personal internet gets back up to speed shortly. But outside of that, I don't know what other banter. Oh, you watched a movie last oh, yeah. night. Don't I, spoil anything.
1: Ah, That's not very fun. Just uh,
0: say what you watched and whether it was good or not.
1: Ah, uh, that's not very fun. Um, Yeah, so I went to see uh, Thor Love and Thunder yesterday.
0: And it opened yesterday, is that right? Yeah. Well, yeah. T-
1: you could also see it a day early on Thursday. but So
0: even that was questionable because the... Whether they're not internet, so they were they it only cash, taking credit yeah. card or cash, right? No yeah, debit, yes, I couldn't
1: do credit card though,
0: and even just um, online booking tickets, obviously. Yeah, was their site is back up though, thankfully. Good. So,
1: because I still have one friend who's was still able to get a ticket, so it was funny. It was actually weird because when we went there, the sign on they put us they were putting up things on the door that said Thor sold out, which I've never seen them do that before,
0: so that was pretty cool. It looked busy when I dropped you guys, yeah,
1: it was like they were actually putting up like the Thor sold out. Like, I, I haven't seen that before, but we nice. had we already got my tickets. So so you I'm enjoyed smart. the movie? Yeah, it was awesome. Um, as so for me, my first um Marvel movie was back in 2017, which would probably be like about the same time. I want to say it came out in July, mm-hmm. um, which would be Thor Ragnarok. Hold on, I'm gonna see what the release date was. Which you um, enjoyed very much. It was in November. I was right. God, okay, so I was wrong. It was in November. It was November third. Anyway, so I I really liked that. That was my first uh movie. I went with my friend uh, Hudson, who's yep um it's his birthday today so
0: happy birthday hudson Shout out to him. And he, I, he he went, went to the here, movies but... with you last yeah, night he went too.
1: with me last night too so it's his birthday today and so we went to that and so i really like that even just not even having seen marvel i like that i enjoyed that so much that, like i remember when they went to end game which was like oh, one of the right. big ones
0: you weren't a marvel um, person when no, you went with them. i i, I just
1: that, like then. he just want asked me if i wanted to go right. and i just end up going yeah and i even saw end game after that which is like was like the right. big culmination of all the movies which Going from Thor three to the End Game was a horrible idea. Just like for understanding's sake, yes. right? Anywho, this is basically the long wait sequel for that. Yep. And Thor's the only one to have four movies so far. Um, but so it was really good. It was. It's a lot like uh Ragnar, cause Ragnar had like a lot of humor in it compared yep. to the first two Thors, and it was like a huge improvement. Cause uh, Taika Waititi was doing it. I don't know if you know him. I do not. Um, his claim to fame is I think it's Jojo Rabbit or whatever. I sure. don't know what That is um anyways he did that so he kind of revived Thor there and it was a lot more this like there was a lot more comedy in it um some people are saying it was very hit or miss I thought like generally speaking I thought it was really funny Good. like I think there were a couple times maybe I'm just like whatever but I think generally the comedy hits um his goats are really hilarious because literally the only thing they do is shriek like absolutely shriek and it's okay. hilarious uh it's like it's funny that, I didn't know there were the goats involved. Are, right um uh also, uh, Gore. Um, for anyone who's a fan of Christian Bale, he was awesome. Gore was awesome. Yeah. He, he's a creepy dude. Good. He was sick. He was he he carried. He was awesome. Um, also soundtrack choice uh, was awesome because they had Guns and Roses. Yep. A plenty. It was like um in in the Iron Man movies, those are known for having ACDC a right. lot. Um, so this is Guns and Roses. Nice. Um, so yeah, it was really good. It was really short though. It was like two hours on the dot. Yeah, that was my, short. Minus for, like credits, right? the person who's usually picking
0: you up after these movies. That right. was short.
1: So that was a little disappointing because I feel like it could have benefited from like maybe not the usual two and a half hours, but like maybe another like twenty minutes or something. Right. Like I feel like because some of the pacing wasn't the best, but I think generally it was fine. Like. I I feel like the only issues I had were like nitpicks, mm-hmm. so that's good. Good. And one of the main things I would praise it for is they brought back uh, Natalie Portman as Jane Foster, and this time she was Mighty Thor. It. Yeah, no, she was actually really good. Like she actually had like more character depth, and um, she's also like fighting cancer, which is her story from the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like her character was way better, totally revamped. Um, like, it was, she had way more character depth, and good. it was it was it was a lot better. Um, I'm not sure if I like it more or less than Ragnarok, but I really liked it.
0: So you recommend?
1: Yeah. Going on Monday too. So. And I'm going to the movies tonight. Yes. Yeah, you're weird. seeing uh, Top Gun. Yes. Your mother Sucking. really, really wants to see it. And really? I try
0: not to support Tom Cruise at all, but... <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about is that. She basically a cult leader at this point, but in my opinion only. Mm-hmm. Um, but... We are gonna go. Friends of ours really want to go as well, so we're going out for a nice steak dinner and then nice. heading to the movies and leaving also, you kids to do whatever you do. A funny thing I did is
1: I accidentally got the same seat for both times for right. Thor. So I sat in a D8 yesterday and like third and I'm sitting in D8 on Monday. You could D8, have hidden so. snacks under there or something. Oh, next... that would have been a funny idea. <laughs> well, I mean, you can just bring it with you they the second won't. time. I the, that's the thing I don't like about seeing movies in the summer is um, because. Uh, I don't know, like when you're, um, when you're in the winter, you're like, where you could wear a coat you and hide your like, smuggled. Like in. I, don't, I don't even, I didn't, I didn't even bother smuggling them because, like, a, yeah. I'm spending enough on, like, you know, the snacks yes. there, and like, and B, like, I don't know how to hide it, I like without it being like, it's not like it's not even spring where you can be like, oh, I'm gonna get cool so I can bring a hoodie, like, <laughs> no, I can't even do it's that. It's usually stop at
0: know. the dollar store, buy some candy, and smuggle it in. Maybe I days. will, um,
1: tomorrow if I'm bored, but I'm not even. You're sure You're admitting if
0: will. to a crime on this podcast. How dare you?
1: Oh, many crimes, like so many crimes. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, so I don't know. We had people are we over also last night. to see Minions? Yeah, we're gonna go see Minions. <laughs> so your one. brother wants to see that. Yeah. His summer minion. league basketball team still undefeated. He's playing really well. Cool. Yeah, I know you care so much. I do. Sports, totally. the sport ball, totally. sport ball update. Uh, I don't know anything else you want to chat about, or we can get started. We are gonna switch the format up again a bit today, right? We didn't get around to talking about Money in the Bank because mostly. You're lazy, and I keep suggesting it, and you keep putting it off, and then it ends up being Thursday or Friday. you kept saying
1: forbidden door, then I would have done it, but um, part of it was I'm lazy, and I also did not like money in the
0: so bank. So we're going to talk about that after news and rumors, then yeah. we're going to go back to our normal order of things. I don't think there's any figuring it out. You said there's nothing new to report today, so there won't be that at the end, but uh, I'm going to talk about Great American Bash in any other wrestling business. I think that's all I got around to this week. Things were a little bit busy and lacking internet, so... I don't know. I say we shift gears and start talking about some wrestling. You in? Cool, yeah. All right. First thing we're going to look at is some of the week's wrestling news and rumors. So taking a look at the ratings, as we tend to do first thing, we have the NXT ratings this week. They averaged 593,000 viewers, which is up 4% from last week. Earned a point one two in the key demographic, which is up 9%. Um, so that is actually their second lowest demo number since may the overall viewers average viewers i guess seems pretty reasonable around six hundred thousand. but again not the key demo rating they're looking for they're targeting this show at young people and young people just continue to refuse to watch it i'm not concerned myself it. included i'm at, i'm in that demo as well and i've stopped watching it right like there's just i watched it this week just because i said i would watch any special episodes and pay-per-views but uh yeah, they're not attracting the demographic they want I to. I refuse
1: to even do that. I was like out after the first segment.
0: Right. It you oh yeah, you were there for oh yeah, you were there for the 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 intro segment with Great American Barbecue. Right. Um and so AEW Dynamite this week averaged nine hundred seventy nine thousand viewers, so down slightly from that, oh were they one point two million last week, so down four point three percent, earned a point three six in the coveted demographic, and that stays the same as last week. So in regarding that demo that everyone loves so much, it's the third straight week that Dynamite has topped the Wednesday cable charts in that demographic. So that's good news for them. That's the age group they want. I guess we're the age group that buy stuff um, and spend money. So that's who they're after. And so a reasonable week for Dynamite. Actually, both shows did fairly well, I think, by their normal numbers this week. I have a light news week. I only have three things. So I'm counting on you to bring me anything important. I have seven. All right, go ahead.
1: Um so first uh confirmed on Rampage was Chris Jericho versus Eddie Kingston in a barbed wire death match for Fighter Fest next week. I think it's next week or it'll be Fighter Fest night 1. So cool. considering there's two weeks of Fighter Fest, it'll be one of them. Probably. I think it's next week. Let's win. we'll find um, we'll it's find. It's worth noting this is not exploding.
0: Oh, it's not exploding. Well, we'll see if they know what a death match means because they don't know what street fight means after this. Oh, that is true. Right? They certainly have forgotten what that means. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. I kind of hope someday they do
1: take another crack at the exploding one, though. Because, like, I don't know. I think aside from the ending, I remember liking that. That
0: match was awesome. Yeah. And people will always say it was terrible because of the the dud explosion at the end, but the match itself was really good. Yeah. I remember
1: liking the match. So I I, hope they do that again.
0: I agree. Uh, Speaking of Chris Jericho. Yes. Nice. His segment on AEW this week, um, where he had, uh, what was it? Uh, Ty Conti slammed Ruby Soho's hand in the car door, right? That was actually pre-recorded because Jericho was not there. He's overseas on what's called the Jericho Chronicles, which I'm not even sure what it is. Sounds like some sort of documentary or something, maybe. Sounds dumb. But he should be back in the U.S. next week. So they filmed that earlier and sort of just put it in the show. Looked fairly seamless, right? Like you wouldn't have known if you didn't know sort of thing. So. Just a little nugget. Cause if you it, didn't know, now you know. Because it was a late week for me, so I included that. What else you got? <laughs> um, Netflix has pulled Vince
1: McMahon's docuseries. series. Nice. was near completion, said to be deep in post-production with, like, talking heads. I love that. Whatnot.
0: That's great news. Just, like, no, this guy gets no more publicity. We're not going to, like... Because you know that that's going to be a glowingly positive um, show, right? I'm sure if Vince has approved it. I don't know if, what if he had any say in it or not. But the fact that it's in post-production too that means they're done filming it right so that's a lot of time and money wasted um so i'm not happy for netflix i don't really care i'm just happy that they're not putting more stuff to sort of promote vince as a decent person because he's not uh i guess me sorry uh so sasha banks and naomi that saga continues so now i'm seeing mike johnson of pw insider is reporting that because there's been debate over are they released are they not so he is reporting that as of this Thursday morning, Banks and Naomi are no longer listed on WWE's internal roster. So this is what like writers and bookers and whatever are looking at. Like Basically, you don't have access to these people. They consider them no longer working here. So that um, seems to be a little bit of a more uh, firm statement. He also writes that PWI has heard rumblings, quote-unquote, of Sasha Banks may be engaging in quote some signings outside of WWE as early as this fall right so she would have to finish her no compete and yeah. then away she can go so it sounds like more and more confidently they are gone from WWE which is good for them if that's what they want yeah. right I've got no problem with that it's
1: kind of weird how that all turned out
0: it is yeah um to continue on my Vince
1: McMahon thread here yeah um, do some it new details on the allegations from Wall Street Journal yep Um. So obviously all con- the content, um, there's a warning like it, it involves coerced sexual acts, so Yep. Whatever. <laughs> um so a new wave of reporting by the Wall Street Journal has uncovered multiple news stories of sexual misconduct and infidelity pertaining to Vince McMahon. Shocking. Um so it follows the previous report allegation after which McMahon publicly stepped down as CEO. You know, all that. Oh, I heard there's more um,
0: people now. Is that what it is? Yeah. For this
1: follow up article, Vince McMahon agreed to pay in excess of twelve million dollars over the past sixteen years to suppress such allegations. Right. The payments were made to four women all formerly affiliated with WWE who signed agreements with Mr. McMahon that prohibit them from discussing potential legal claims against or their relationships with their with the seventy 76- right. six year old executive. Um, Wall Street Journal corroborates the story with people familiar with the deals as well, documents revealed by the Wall Street Journal. Uh, seven point five million dollars of what's described as hush money and an unreported mm-hmm. settlement was paid out out to a former wrestler who alleged that Ms. McMahon coerced her into giving him oral sex and then demoted her and ultimately declined to renew her con- her contract in two thousand five after she resisted further sexual encounters, according to people more familiar with the matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, moreover, in another deal, a W contractor presented with the co- presented the company with unsolicited new photos of mcmahon she reported receiving from him that would be awful and <laughs> alleged that he sexually harassed her on the job people familiar say mcmahon agreed to pay her roughly one million dollars <laughs> the story continues in another agreement a former manager who had worked uh for 10 years before mcmahon before he allegedly in- initiated a sexual relationship with her was paid one million dollars to keep quiet about it uh people familiar say at time of writing doubted he has get to issue a response to the story that is a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah, he basically has done whatever he wants and harassed women as much as he wants and then just pays them, right? He has the money to pay people to be quiet. Like that is it's disgusting I know, behavior. I don't know
1: how anyone gets cuz he's so old. But it
0: doesn't surprise me. He's
1: so old.
0: Yeah, just... but he's a powerful man, right? That's the problem is he can coerce people because he controls their fate within the wrestling industry basically, especially back at certain points. There isn't really competition. You can't really go anywhere else. So if he shows interest in you, there is immense pressure, right, to follow through on that. And that is sad and terrible. And then he just pays people to be quiet and it's awful. And he's a monster that must be stopped, basically.
1: Yeah, that is so much. And, that I I felt like I was talking for so long.
0: So I'll take over. Speaking of uh former WWE people in legal trouble back Ooh, to good old Sonny. Got him. Ooh. Tammy Sitch. There we go. Um so she has recently been issued a delinquency notice by the state of Pennsylvania. Do you know Explain. what that means? So that means she is now according to the notice almost 1200 days overdue, so about 3 years for payments regarding court costs from previous DUI cases. So money she owes from previous things, she's now over 3 years not paying those, right? So um, she was arrested for a DUI in Pennsylvania twice. So that's where this is stemming from first in 2015 then again in 2016 so again um she's having lots of troubles clearly mental health issues there that have been unchecked and she needs some help but at some point she needs to be sent away from society if she's going to again like we say about jeff hardy continually drive under the influence we need to keep you away from society unfortunately so terrible terrible things for tammy sitch but A lot of things she's brought on herself i think yep. i think it's all you now, buddy i'm done so i'll just react to what <laughs> you've right. got
1: um i told you about this earlier pack will defend the aw all atlantic title against Shota Umino uh this sunday at rev pro because umano is on excursion there um so aw will also air it on dark next tuesday nice um apparently the reason because this is the first defense of the title um apparently the reason that's not taking place in w ew is because it's part of tony plan to kind of establish the title as like a prize that can be defended against multiple sure. promotions, kind of, and that kind of gives it its own di- identity too. Because it sounds, I would like think a... it'd be primarily an E.W. I
0: hope, but that would be kind of interesting. Because it sounds, even the All Atlantic makes it sound like a territorial, like old school title, right? So um I think that's cool. Because then it's another
1: title for E.W. in which I hope it's still primarily there, but then also it's kind of different from the other titles,
0: right? Yeah, and they can keep working with other promotions, right? Which I think is cool. So, yeah. and honestly, um. I became a fan of Umino from Forbidden Door, so yeah. I'm interested in seeing that match yeah, for so sure. Yeah, you can catch on Dark. Yeah, and I think they will find h-
1: it. Highlights on Dynamite. Right. Which was Fighter Fest. Um, next, nice. uh, CM Punk's injuries apparently not looking good. Uh oh. From jumping in the crowd. Right. Uh, X-ray scan apparently did not bring positive news. But no details. No, that's that's what I saw. Apparently did not bring positive news. That's I didn't good. read more. That's that's all I got. Um. Then, uh, Kushida is confirmed for Impact Wrestling's uh Derby City Rumble tapings. Oh, nice! Which I think is the fifteenth and sixteenth. Cool. So That's good cool for Leo.
0: him. We started to like Kushida near right before he got, well, even before he got released, he was just kind of forgotten for a long yeah, time. Yeah, right? I'd
1: say pre two point Right. We'll say yes. Um, I, I, I wonder if he'll be serious in Impact.
0: I or don't, not. <laughs> or come back as the time splitter or whatever yeah, again. Probably.
1: Oh. Yeah. Ooh, are they going to do more machine guns or time sweaters? Cause Shelly.
0: Ooh, could be a yeah. feud. The fight for. I saw more machine
1: guns are having a match like against each other. So I think that's more like a just exhibition thing, but I don't know. he could play into it. Maybe yep. that's their plan. He could. Uh, last one. Uh, speaking of a team who has faced each other before FTR. <laughs> Are defending against Briscoes again, so FTR Briscoes 2, set for Ring of Honor, Death Before or July 23rd, so that's pretty cool.
0: And as somebody who absolutely loved the first match, it's probably my front runner for match of the year right now. Are you going to try to um, catch that after, or are you going to get it? Uh, I don't know, I might get it. I may watch it live. We'll see I'll, how it goes. If we get it, I'll watch it. Fair enough. That's I'll
1: like, at least watch that match, and then there's also, for those who don't know, there's um, Yuta Garcia, which is pure right. title, then TV title, Joe Lethal
0: um i'd watch all those
1: yeah i'd watch all those i'm the only one i'm particularly interested in is the tag match right um depend i'll see what gresham's doing also yeah um taylor ross is on the show i'd watch it of course you would you'd be um, paying for it full yeah. price <laughs> yeah i'd pay for taylor who wouldn't right down there. <laughs> um yeah so that is everything
0: awesome i'm glad you got a bunch of stuff because i found very little but uh so we're going to first of all talk about last weekend's wwe oh i almost called it pay-per-view was it saturday premium live event from saturday correct a week ago today yeah and that is we will now discuss in some detail not as detailed as usual but we're going to take a look at last saturday's money in the bank So the opening match on this year's Money in the Bank is the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match, which is Becky Lynch, Asuka, Liv Morgan, Lacey Evans, Shotzi, Blackheart, and Alexa Bliss. Just Shotzi. Looking for the briefcase to get them a shot at a title whenever they want in the next year, I guess is the idea, right? So uh this match, Well, let's talk about it. I don't know. Um So early on, I thought Asuka's—and this is sort of going to telegraph how I feel about this match. My favorite part of this match was the first, like, 60 seconds where Asuka gets into a striking contest with Becky Lynch, and I thought it looked awesome. Asuka's strikes looked really fast and crisp, and then things deteriorated from there, basically. Um, Some of my highlights slash lowlights— gonzalez can barely lift a ladder with two people on it remember there was supposed to be some sort of impressive power spot i think where she's she I listed
1: for, it like for a couple seconds and then she like, dropped in they sold that like it was a move like half a foot i forget right. who
0: was on either end of the ladder but clearly Honestly, it was shot teams, i imagine maybe, this one it was
1: live i'm just starting to think like the small ones
0: maybe live and bliss or something but anyway that sounds sorry. probably went better in rehearsal did not look very good here um Gonzalez does end up suplexing Becky Lynch and Liv Morgan. Actually,
1: all the scripts in this match begs the question: Did they
0: rehearse? Uh, true. Um, she suplexes Lynch and Morgan onto a ladder at the same time, and then my notes. I apologize. I say Gonzalez, who's now Rodriguez, right? But yeah. I'm going to call her Gonzalez because I just do. I like um, her better. Anyways. She does stupid things with the ladder and allow other people to execute spots on her. She's just quite a, sort of staggering around around holding a ladder so that people can do stuff that they've planned on doing. Um, then three people lie on a ladder to allow Becky to hit a weak senton onto all of them. Liv hits a molly go-round to a group of people. Gonzalez, again, looks stupid, stuck under a ladder in the corner, right? Remember that? the That just, was dumb. She's just stuck on like, her no, knees in the no corner. No one was
1: even doing anything with the ladder. The ladder was just leaning on her.
0: And my no, next note is, I hate this match to this point. Uh, bad camera angle of Lacey hitting a drop toe hold to Lynch on the ladder, but it didn't yeah. actually connect with anything. Lacey gets to the case at one point, but Gonzalez's Morgan join her on the ladder. Liv hits a sunset bomb to Lacey. This actually looked kind of cool. It was it looked like they were on their way to a botch because they kind of slid down the ladder a bit, but then she did hit the sunset bomb. So that was okay. Yeah. Um Shotzi just falls here. Remember with Alexa Bliss up on her shoulders, kind of falls back into a ladder. Um, which wasn't supposed to happen, and you can even see Shotzi check, right. quickly check on Alexa Bliss there. Yeah,
1: the way they did that was totally like... And my notes are and just... And then they replayed it like it was a spot. And right, like, and
0: then the ladder's sort of bent from there, and they keep trying to use it when they shouldn't be, Yes, right? it was definitely mangled. It may just be inexperienced, but my note says, good old Shotzi, because this is her, again, she is willing to do anything... She's not she capable do of doing yeah. anything, right? She's cap- so,
1: she will do anything, but she's capable of very little, yeah. Uh. Which so has been my experience.
0: Speaking of Shotzi, Becky moves out of the way. Shotzi um, hits a senton and lands hard on the ladder. And remember they showed the slow-mo replay a little bit later, and it shows how she actually overshot the senton and smashed the back of her head off the ladder? Yeah, it looked like right. she hurt oh, herself yeah, yeah. there. Yeah. Um, Asuka and Gonzalez fall down under a ladder, and I just don't, uh, again, like just fall and my note is, what is going on in this match gonzalez sets up a ladder spanning the ring to the announce table um they kind of tease going through it but lynch takes them all out and leaves asuka lying on that ladder bridge and then we get a senton on off of a ladder by becky lynch on she's kind
1: of like landed seated on it it was like really weird
0: yes onto asuka right on that ladder bridge and the
1: ladder didn't break which makes it look stupid
0: There's just not enough mass on some of these women, right? Like, everything is a little less impactful because they're just lighter people.
1: Yeah, maybe it wasn't, like, gimmicked properly either, but, like, I don't know. Yeah, that's probably that, too.
0: Lynch knocks over two ladders with four people. Then she climbs herself. Liv climbs a ladder beside Lynch. Lynch kicks it over, but Morgan sort of puts her leg out, pushes it off the top rope to push the ladder back into the correct position, kicks Lynch off the ladder, climbs up, grabs the case. Liv Morgan is your money-in-the-bank winner. In 17 minutes. Um,
2: I so believe it's Miss Money in the Bank.
0: I have read some reviews of this just because we did take so long this to get around awful. to it. And people liked this match. So I don't... So here's my theory on this, okay? I think people that say this match or this show was really good because you will get people to say Money in the Bank was a really good show this year. I don't agree. No. Um, but I think it's people who watch Raw and SmackDown every week and maybe even take notes on it because i'm listening to reviewers right that stuff's so bad especially raw from my understanding corrupts like corrupts you <laughs> like maybe this felt good in comparison right yeah but as somebody who doesn't watch main roster and tunes in to watch I a pay-per-view know. i don't i
1: don't know how you see this match being good
0: like i don't know there's like so many they screwed up so much they tried and my thing was like and i'm not sure a lot of people agree with me because the fans seem to be into this too but i thought this was awful like mostly awful I think all six of them tried to do too seven. much seven, sorry, too much too often. And I just found it hard to suspend my disbelief. There was like no wrestling in this. Yeah. It and was I, just rushed to a spot, right? Botch the spot. Yeah. Rush to another yes, one. Yes, exactly. Like screw that spot. What are you saying like a lot of
1: it was like a lot of like someone climbed, pulled down, they climbed, pulled down, climbed down. Yes. Or climbed, pulled down. Like repeated like yeah it's like there's not like a lot of like actual wrestling there it's just like you're moving from spots to like sequence to like a dive spot right and and, like they screwed up so many of the spots too it's not
0: even like they all hit like a lot of these are screwed up or didn't look great or like people just fell down so many issues yeah in a couple times like so you had people i have my notes say people behaving nonsensically to set up spots gonzalez a lot like just kind of staggering around with the ladder and lying in the corner people miss spots gonzalez did um I'm sure Shotzi did. I thought that maybe they were going for something on the announce table with Gonzalez and Asuka that they kind of had to call an audible on. People fell down. There was almost zero actual wrestling. And like I said, my favorite part of this was Lynch and Asuka fighting to start the match. And that lasted uh, like a minute or two before Ladders got involved. So I guess the best thing I can say is it was a spectacle. And and I think part of it too is people are like, well, these these women worked really hard. And I don't disagree with that. But hard work doesn't mean success all the time, right? So That
1: that doesn't, like, save... That doesn't justify no. it. No,
0: and, and and like, A for effort for them, for yes. sure. Yeah. Except I've said maybe Lacey Evans. Because remember there was that one where she wanted no part of getting tipped off a ladder. She was supposed to, like... Hit the top ropes on the and she just i don't even remember stepped, anything she did she like stepped off the ladder and leaned on mm-hmm. the ropes it looked like she wasn't really interested i remember in
1: that it. now that you mentioned it other than that i don't remember anything she did other than she wore pink camo and that was bad
0: so i couldn't stand this match and i found myself irritated by it was this awful and it set me in like a, a an annoyed state of mind for the rest of this show so i i yeah, it was really bad and you can find people that like this match and i don't quite understand like yes the women worked hard and tried really hard it doesn't mean they executed anything and I don't think they did here so I I did not like this um we then got a Cody Rhodes segment I just summarize all these really quickly he's rehabbing and basically he'd be fine if Seth won the money in the bank match tonight or something along those lines out of their respect respect thing right we then get um, Robert Lashley taking on Theory. I thought Austin it was like Theory. a cheek
1: thing like, oh, if he wins, I'll come take his title. Like. No, it's
0: from that match. Re- they now have each other's respect, I think is the idea. That's right? dumb. So it's Lashley taking on Theory for the coveted, quote unquote, U.S. <laughs> Championship. Um, so Theory avoids Lashley early. Lashley slams him and knocks him from the apron to the floor. Theory fights at a fireman's carry, runs Lashley into the ring post to shift the momentum early on. Then Lashley kind of catches Theory coming off the apron, not as clean as he would have liked, but he recovered pretty well. Into a fireman's carry, runs Theory into the ring post. I thought that spot looked really good. Um, We get a clothesline and a big left hand by Theory for a near fall. Um, A super kick that even commentary had to point it was a glancing blow. Um, then remember this because we were joking about whether it deserved caps locks or not the chin lock oh Oh my my god God. yes so it got caps lock lengthy caps lock chin lock by theory like so bad minutes is that an exaggeration
1: yeah no it's that it was totally minutes
0: um then a belly-to-belly overhead by lashley before a corner clothesline and a spear rolling drop kick attempted by theory but lashley catches him hits a gorilla press power slam uh, Theory later hits his rolling drop kick for a two count. You get an eye gouge by Theory, and he spears Lashley. Um, what? Oh, A-Town down. <laughs> I was like, what's a town down mean? Because that's what my notes say, right? <laughs> so A-Town down countered into the hurt lock, and basically it's over as Theory taps pretty quickly here. Oh, oh the pick, sorry. And I say that Lashley slide down the card has him the U.S. Championship after 11 minutes against Austin right. Theory. Let us
1: review briefly. Yes. So we both got the women's wrong. Wrong, obviously. Oh, I'd like to say Liv Morgan winning. That's dumb. I'll yeah. remind me to talk about that at the end because I forgot. to. We're before. both
0: wrong, but we're both right, if you know what I mean. Because she mm. shouldn't have won.
1: Yeah, she shouldn't have won. No. <laughs> um, yeah, we're. We would have.
0: They should yeah. have added Shayna Baszler like they added someone to the men's one and she oh. should have killed everyone. Yeah, she, yeah remember Instant when build. she won
1: the elimination chamber K- and just killed, killed all of yeah, them? Yeah, she just
0: came in and killed everybody yeah. here and then just won. What uh, a waste of a super. booked oh. her super hot and then just I don't just even didn't know why she, they had
1: her kill everyone because then she just lost them.
0: Anyways, um,
1: I got this right. So. <laughs> yeah, good for you. Told you. Yep. You thought theory would win because they'd like you, doofus.
0: Well, I'm kind of right. They what? have bigger plans for Theory. It's not that they don't yeah. like Theory. No, but you they... thought he would win this because yeah. of that. So. I know. Boom. But I thought be- I-, I thought because... Um, anyways, he's we'll a bigger get deal. We'll Yes. Uh, so Liv yeah. is interviewed after winning. She's crying. She's going to celebrate and not think about the cash-in for a while. Huh? Huh? She's not right. going to think about the cash-in for a while? Uh, well, how long's a while? An uh, hour? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, 90 minutes? couple hours, give <laughs> or take. Anyways, we then get a Miz package... Um, and this is clearly at this point we're already noticing as we're watching this, like, man, there's a lot of filler here, right? Like clearly they do not have a a four hour pay-per-view plan this time. They're throwing in packages that are unrelated to anything on this.
1: Like they're just like some generic that's where Drew McIntyre got one. Like
0: So ev Miz's package is basically everyone hated him when he started, but he proved everybody wrong and became a success. And my questions are why was this here? Is this just killing time? This seems unnecessary. And the answer is yes, yes, yes. yes. We then get a recap of events leading to Carmella replacing the injured Rhea Ripley in the title match against Bianca Belair. And that match is next. It is Carmella challenging Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship, correct? Yes. Nice. Nailed it. Uh, So Belair controls Carmella with a waist lock to start. Graves, (laughs) this is my own personal opinion, Graves should be banned from commentating on his wife's matches. I found him really annoying here. Yep. Um, drop kick and corner spear by oh, Belair. Fall from grace for him. I remember you used to like him. In he the was NXT. the best commentator going, and then he got wwe right? He got into main roster. He got some idiot in his ear telling him what to say, and he got much less mm-hmm. interesting. I still
1: stand by my boy, Mara.
0: Yeah, he was good. Uh, Carmelo hits a rana but it's countered into two backbreakers from Air. Carmela then escapes to the floor to avoid some sort of handspring move that was coming from Air. A stiff shoulder tackle to Carmela on the floor. Carmella snaps Belair across the top rope, lands a super kick to turn the tide here briefly. Not so super. No. Several back elbows to Belair as she's pinned against the corner turnbuckles. Bronco buster by Carmella for two. Gross. Get rid of that move, please. <laughs> uh, pretty cool submission by Carmella. I don't remember yeah, what it, it was. was actually, I was like, it all right, good. that's, that's kind of cool. Yeah, like yeah, credit I where like, credit's due, like, man. Yeah. Uh, hair pull by Carmella to avoid a body slam. Clubbing blows delayed vertical suplex by Belair. Super kick by Carmella for two. Then Carmella taunts Belair. Big mistake. Belair fires up, hits the KOD for yeah, the it win. Yeah, kind of like just came out of nowhere. She's yes. like, oh, okay. After seven minutes. Uh, Carmella then attacks Belair after the match and then leaves. So I guess this continues? Question mark? Sad face? Uh, hopefully not to SummerSlam. Right. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, oh, did we even talk, give our thoughts on the... I don't think I gave thoughts on the Theory Lashley match. I thought it was I didn't. I thought it was a fine match, but a chit the chin lock in the middle was I thought ridiculous. it was fine. Right? Yeah,
1: but then the chin lock provide a massive drag, but I think I still prefer the chin lock to the opener.
0: But Lashley, like uh, as usual, showcased crazy power, and Theory does a decent job of being like the I like Theory, I wish she got more the though. chicken heel, right? Um yeah. so a decent match, I thought, but nothing spectacular. Yeah. Sorry, back to the Bel Air. This match, um, I it's, said it's this is boring. pretty much a pay-per-view squash, right? Like More Carmella less. got very little in seven minutes here. It's like an extended enhancement match on a pay-per-view. I would say right? smells
1: like a long match on NXT.
0: So yeah, Carmella ran scared, got dominated, got in a few flurries. Uh, Did how is this a title match on your pay-per-view? Because they were desperate like, to I replace guess, Rhea but, Ripley.
1: Yeah, but like they had other options. Just stick Carmella in the in the ladder match. It can't get much worse. Like I, I don't know, right. like throw him a throw him an Oscar. I don't. Care who it is, like anybody else.
0: At least Belair looked dominant as she should, right? I think that's the right move. I guess the match was okay, Um, but we both picked Belair
1: because as if
0: it didn't feel like a pay per view match. No, not at At all. all. This felt like it's on TV. Yeah, and even for that, it's only decent, not premium. The next meaningless segment is Logan Paul has signed and is coming for Miz because he's going to be a babyface because that's the worst idea ever so why not i guess let the guy do what he wants and fail as a babyface before he realizes that turning heels where the money is and probably a lot more fun for him um wow this segment was awful alexa bliss do you remember that segment Oh yeah, um, it, was like, it was the, 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 the card uh, ad, right? Yeah, yes. so it starts out, you think it's a segment and she's talking to her doll, whatever the doll's name is and the doll has bought a whole bunch of merch and it turns out they bought it using a WWE credit card and they made the mistake of having the crowd um, still the audio coming through and as soon as the crowd realized that this was an ad for a credit card and not a segment that mattered they booed audibly and i quite enjoyed <laughs> it right yeah um,
1: i was like this it's so like this is how you do your ad like it was so stupid because it looked
0: like maybe it's something right alexa bliss lost in the ladder match maybe she's gonna like get rid of this stupid doll or it's have some sort a, of meaningful <laughs> segment and it's an ad it's for just cre- an ad for their
1: credit card like. and
0: so what was it the doll bought her a gift but it was a tiny pair of roller skates with the credit card, <laughs> and so I don't, and yeah, so I just stupid. my notes where I'm embarrassed to be writing this. It's kind of funny to hear the crowd boo when they realize this was a commercial, and it definitely was. We then get the only thing you need to watch on this show. Would you disagree with me? Oh, Usos versus yes, Street Profits. Yes, I would agree. Yes. So this is for the undisputed tag team championships. So uh, here's my detailed notes. Usos stay stuff before the match, but I wasn't listening. Uh, the Profits enter, take a detour, kind of come through the crowd this time. Um, the Street Profits set up for their finisher really early on, but Jimmy rolls to safety. And I noticed Montez Ford has packed on some muscle, eh? Since i as someone not watching main roster every week, he's gotten significantly bigger, man. He looks mm-hmm. even more like a star than usual. Uh, shoulder tackle and an assisted splash by Ford to Jay. Double spine buster to Dawkins before Jimmy hits uh, him with the suicide dive. The Usos suplex Dawkins into the ring post on the outside, which I thought was kind of cool. I don't know if I've seen that before. The Usos then isolate Dawkins, make frequent tags while taunting him. Eventually Dawson makes the tag to Ford but Jay, surprisingly you're expecting a hot tag here, Jay takes immediate control of this with a super kick after Ford comes off the top rope. Jimmy hits a drive-by to Ford and it's Ford's turn to be isolated by the Usos. So this is about the point where I realized because this match started off pretty slowly, right? So at this point I was like either I'm going to be disappointed by this match because they are working slow or it's getting a lot of time, and they're going to build, right? Which is what ended up happening, thankfully. Uh spring super... gear is not very good. No, yeah, uh, Jimmy super kicks Dawkins off the apron to prolong the attack on Ford. Ford eventually slingshots straight into an uppercut from Jimmy. Ford uh, finds the energy to suplex Jimmy on the apron. Finally, tags in Dawkins, who somersaults over the ropes onto the Usos, flying elbow, three sixty splash, uh, Insiguri and corkscrew neckbreaker by Dawkins in a pretty nice flurry. Blind tag to Ford. Dawkins pounces Jimmy into a suplex from Ford, which I thought was a pretty cool looking combination move. They, I don't know if they've been using that at all. Have you seen them use that before?
1: Uh, I don't know.
0: I, I liked it, anyways. Uh, the crowd is now starting to get into this match as the profits. Once they're in control, the pace is picking up, right? And I don't. That's not a complaint. The USOs are heels. They don't have to work a fast pace, right? They're just trying to isolate and dominate one person. But now the Profits are in control and things pick up. We get a blockbuster to Jay off Dawkins' shoulders for a near fall. Strike exchange between Jay and Dawkins. Uh, Ford ends up taking a double super kick for a near fall. He then clears the ring of the Usos, flies over the turnbuckle as he does. He just leaps over the corner right onto both sides on the I saw that coming, but it, it's all right. Always looks cool. Then we get from the heavens to Jay, but Jimmy makes the save. The crowd is now really into this match. All four square off. Jimmy super kicks Dawkins to the floor, dumps him over the timekeeper's... Keep, table to take care of him we get a double super kick to ford followed by a 3d and the usos retain their whatever it is both championships after 23 minutes and they we come back in commentary and they pull up the replay are focusing on the montez ford having his shoulder up on the pinfall right that it was actually should not have been counted but was Mm -hmm. uh thoughts
1: um i actually like i thought the crowd was pretty into it which second helped, half that helped this, me a because right the it. crowd got really hot so they that did. helped me a lot they did um i think they got it like a lot of time which was good because it did kind of like build i think it was actually like turned out to be a good match like for main roster
0: easily my match of the night yeah there's not really easily. any competition i'd yeah. say
1: like i thought it was really good i like i think um ford looked really good like them the Usos were good too. Like it were it works. Um, I think the finishes are because then I think they're doing a guest ref match at SummerSlam, right. so it's cool. I really liked it because it built, it built. Um, it was a little slow at first, but um, and f- when Ford gets hot, I think like they get super into it. So I think it it benefits a lot. Like the crowd reaction really helped me because yes um it's a week ago so i'm trying to like i'm trying to remember because usos were but... kind of
0: started out methodical they isolated one then they isolated Once the usos other get going to i really like the yeah. Usos. no um, turned out I'm to trying be really to good
1: remember it's kind of hard like a week ago but i remember really liking it
0: yeah it was an excellent match got a lot of time uh again you had the slow methodical heel usos trying to focus isolating one at a time uh which made sense then the profits kind of got rolling energy picked up everybody got into it Uh, And it kind of stayed at that level for the rest of the match. So I thought everybody looked good. I thought, I was noticing Dawkins selling was really good, I thought, in this. So um, easily match of the show up until this point. And spoiler alert, it was still my match of the show by the (laughs) end of this. Um, We both picked, wait, did we? I believe so. I can't imagine. Oh, I know I picked picked profits. (laughs) Yeah, I did. Uh, Then we get a Kevin Owens package to kill more time because he has nothing to do with this show whatsoever. Um, And then we get a quick recap of the Ronda Rousey Natalia Na- Neidhart situation um, <laughs> Bless you That got us to this match tonight And that's the next match It's Natty Neidhart Versus Ronda Rousey For the Smackdown Women's Championship G. I remember
1: of- the last time I heard Nat- Natalia Neidhart What the hell Yeah that's,
0: sorry I'm old uh, We get holds and counters Basement dropkick by Natty Countered into an ankle lock Discus clothesline by Natty Sleeper by Natty so few notables several minutes into this is my note. That can't be good. Hip toss by Rousey, but Natty holds on, gets an armbar applied instead. Abdominal stretch reversed by Rousey, then reversed by Natty. So boring are my notes. I agree with that. Yes,
1: I have so boring. I hate Natty.
0: Elbow kick clothesline judo throw by Rousey. It looks like slow motion, and Jack even noticed at this point that the crowd is dead. Like Rousey to me just looked like slow. Yeah. Like I, there was no urgency to anything she was doing.
1: Perhaps, like, uh, one
0: Marina Shafir? I don't think she cares. I don't think she really wants to be there. That's what it looks like to me. Is she's I feel just like she like, did
1: in the first one, right? Because you can, like, see the like, I heard rumors that and, like... she was
0: fine with giving up the title to Liv Morgan because mm-hmm. Liv Morgan's really nice and that Rousey didn't really want it. She doesn't Damn. want that profile right Damn. now. Uh, Sharpshooter by Rousey, but Natty gets to the ropes. Uh, and this is my notes say, Rousey seems gassed to me. Like, she's mouth-breathing. She's moving slowly. I don't know what her fitness level's at. Far be it for me to criticize that, but she looked gas to me. uh Natty sends Rousey to the floor. Rousey tweaks her knee, so this becomes the target of this match. I, anyways, I'll get to that in a minute. So the knees sore. Sharpshooter on the apron. Rousey rolls through, sends Natty into the ring post. Natty barely beats the ten count at this point. Rousey's knee won't allow her to hit the Piper's Pit, but she counters the sharpshooter into an ankle lock instead. Another sharpshooter countered again by Rousey, this time into an armbar with her ankles crossed around Natty's neck, which I thought was a cool variation, right? And Natty ends up tapping out. Rousey retains the title after 12 minutes. Um, Liv Morgan's music hits.
1: predicting, because
0: obviously. Obviously. Liv's music hits. She runs down, and she is, in fact, cashing in her briefcase. Can I ask you something? Do you yeah. think, after watching this match, that Ronda Rousey sold the knee enough to believe that Liv Morgan... Like, I... No. Because that was supposed to be the story, right? That Rousey's knee was so destroyed that Liv could come down and take advantage. And I don't think the match told that story effectively to me. Like, of course, she did the knee tweak and Natty attacked it a bit. But I don't know. I still, the way they've presented Ronda Rousey, it did not look like enough for her to be taken out in seconds by Liv Morgan. Am I wrong? No, it, I, I didn't
1: even think of that, but that makes total sense. Like, but, I don't know, it's so just, Liv, it's Liv
0: cashes in. We get an immediate ankle lock by Rousey, and then Liv kicks Ronda's bad knee, and that's enough for Liv to roll up Liv, or, sorry, Ronda Rousey. and like Liv, The laziest way to get this. Right? Huh, huh, so stupid. Liv becomes the new SmackDown Women's Champion. Rousey hesitates but hands over the title and hugs Liv Morgan. The initial match was slow and boring with a predictable outcome sucked the energy out of the building that had been built by the match before this right the crowd was hyped and into the last half of the tag match and just this just pulled the energy away because i've used this analogy before it looked like they were wrestling underwater to me <laughs> yes right like it was they it were was doing so stuff slow. but it was like two-thirds the speed Honestly, i
1: could compare this to shafir on dynamite which it wasn't
0: good I thought Rousey looked much worse than in her first run so that then, I remember seeing. I
1: think this definitely puts Rousey like a Brock Lesnar where like, it's like, it's like when Brock doesn't care, right. it tanks. Right. When Rousey didn't care here, it tanked.
0: I thought she looked slow, kind of sloppy. And Natalia, we've said this before, this may not be a popular opinion. I think she's one of the most overrated people in WWE. She knows wrestling moves. She knows moves, but she can't really wrestle is what I would suggest, yes. right? She knows how to hit some moves. Which but I'm, I'm amazed she doesn't because she's a heart. She it, is. Well, I think she gets naturally. by so much on that reputation, right? She's part of that family and she's been here forever and she's She's tenured, she's blah, a blah, heart. Blah. Like, she, that's it. Like find me a find me an outstanding natty match somebody tell me a amazing match she's had and i'll go watch it because i i'm not sure i've seen one <laughs> i don't so, know i guess i'm kind of happy for Liv morgan she's a fresh face at the top but i don't have much confidence that they're going to make her I'm title run because meaningful.
1: here's what one of two things happens either one we get a decently uh length run that isn't great so we, we either get one the Big E scenario from last year Right, where it's a it's a somewhat lengthy run, but and, lackluster on the lackluster. Yep. Or we get a Nikki Ash scenario where she cashes in like really close to winning. Cause reminder, Nikki Ash cashed in the night before, not mm-hmm. or the night after, not quite the same, but similar. Uh, she gets a short run, drops it like we'll say around SummerSlam. SummerSlam, she's defending against Rousey. I can't see Rousey winning back, so maybe not at SummerSlam. But I could see her having a pretty short run. Cause honestly, I. Don't think Liv's very good. My friend, she's not. My she's friend okay. who loves me roster,
0: he loves Liv. I think she sucks. She gets a bit of a bump because people find her adorable and she's sweet and nice, right? Doesn't mean she's good in the ring, man. She's not. Um, and she lacks much.
1: She's like a Bliss than, level to me. Like other, fine. Alexa but not, Bliss used to be better, I thought, or like, or like maybe it's because of her character too. But like, because I remember the goddess thing was pretty good. But anyways, I don't think Liv's very good. Uh, she's incredibly overrated. Um, she lacks much character, um, so I'm not super interested. I don't really want a title run from her. Right. And I don't think it makes sense. But We don't watch we the are. product,
0: so whatever. Do what you want. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you at the next pay per view. Yep. Uh, then we get a Drew McIntyre package to kill some time because at this point, I noted we're only at an hour and a half with one match left, so they have to fill some time here. It's crazy how this show is shorter than their weekly show. Like, this premium this live is shorter event than Raw. is shorter than every Monday. Right, which that, that is so weird. So this is the main event Money in the Bank match between Riddle, Seth Rollins, Omos, Madcap Moss, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, and Sami Zayn. And Pierce comes down, right? Adam Pierce? Is, mm-hmm. he, a, is he a heel or a baby face authority figure?
1: I think he's more baby face so then why was
0: he so happy to it like he came down and he was like I guess because it's
1: like a Vince thing
0: I guess and that's
1: cuz theory's Vince's guy and it's like it's probably like Vince being like but if he's a face why
0: can't he just come down looking upset and be like well i have to i'm being forced to add this person I don't in know. but I don't, anyways i don't
1: know i don't know nor do i care that much
0: he comes down and he adds austin theory or sorry theory to this match who I'll, is now Well, i'll go with austin theory he's been liberated from the us championship so he's thrown into that this match that is not
1: true he's getting a rematch with lashley at
0: SummerSlam. fair enough of course he is yeah um so some would even say a contractual and rematch. It's kind of anticlimactic because when Pierce comes out to announce he's adding somebody, I immediately start thinking it's going to be somebody new or even Why like... Why would you think that? Or even like... That a, sounds interesting. There's like a 1.5% of me that's like, is, is Cody back and ready somehow? Like what's... Oh no, it's just theory. Who cares, right? Like I was kind of like a letdown by that. Anyways, <laughs> um, let's get through this one. Omos dominates everyone right away. Obviously leaves the ring to get a ladder. Rollins and Theory try to run him over with the ladder, but Amos takes them out instead.
1: Oh, so much Omos.
0: Early on, yeah. He then counters a Riddle guillotine into an awkward-looking slam. We get a Claymore to Omos that sends him to the floor. Sheamus and McIntyre brawl as Theory tries to sneak up the ladder, but he gets caught and beaten down by both of them. Rollins knocks Sheamus and McIntyre to the floor with the ladder before throwing the ladder onto them. Riddle counters a Rollins pedigree into a backdrop onto a ladder, followed by a Broton onto the ladder as well. Corner spear by Moss throwing Zane into the ladder. Omos, Moss or Omos? Uh, Moss, not Omos. <laughs> Omos, though, pulls Riddle and someone else off a ladder before choke slamming Theory. Moss and Drew dump Omos, Omos off a ladder. I put dump in quotation marks, which I assume means Omos basically stepped off of the ladder. I doubt he really fell too far. So then we have the spot. can't imagine he's fallen off anything. Because Omos, I don't know if you know this, he's really big. So he's, he? he's the automatic favorite to win everything because big, right? That makes sense. So they need to do what they do with big guys, which is bury them under a pile of ladders, right? Outside the ring. So that happens. Then we get four guys on ladders. Three of them are knocked off. And Theory gets caught by Moss and hit with a fallaway slam. Zayn gets powerbombed by Moss onto a ladder spanning the corner. That looked really painful, man. Like Sammy Zayn just took that like a champ white noise to McIntyre after nearly grabs the case himself. We get a draping in the ladder DDT by Riddle to Sheamus after Sheamus misses a brogue kick. Floating bro by Riddle off a ladder onto a group of people. Omos comes back finally, takes out everybody because he's big. Choke bomb by Omos to Theory. Halluva kick to Omos from Sami Zayn. Rollins stomps Omos on the apron and everybody pitches in and they powerbomb Omos through the announce table. Actually looked pretty good. I thought that was a pretty good visual. They all brawl. Sammy tries to sneak away, but Drew ends up catching him. Future shock by Drew to Sheamus. He sets up the ladder on Sheamus, sort of trapping him underneath. Drew climbs, but... I was like, Butch? Who's Butch? But that's correct, right? Peter Doon. Butch runs out, climbs onto Drew's back on the ladder. Back down to the mat, and Sheamus hits Drew with a high knee. Drew now is trapped under the ladder but he sort of bench presses it uh, with Seamus on it and Seamus falls off. Sammy dumps Seamus and Drew off of a ladder, climbs up, gets his hands on the case, but Moss climbs up and shoves him off. Rollins then tips Moss off the ladder, climbs up himself. Rollins and Riddle are on separate ladders. Rollins knocks Riddle down, but climbs back up, hits an RKO to Rollins off the ladder, which did look cool. I must say. Riddle slowly climbs the I like ladder. How sold it. As Theory scurries to the other side booyah punches and riddle gets pushed off the ladder pretty simply theory just grabs the briefcase and wins the money in the bank after 26 minutes so i don't know about you i will say that this one was better than the women's match for sure but i don't think this was a top tier money that has to kind of be a given
1: at this point
0: but then again like if you look at the lineup right money in the bank to me there has to be like some sort of flippy people or people that will like Kevin Owens right he'll do anything so this is like Rollins is not a high sorry Riddle's not a high flyer by any means Rollins can be Omos isn't Moss isn't McIntyre isn't Sheamus isn't and Sami Zayn can be so you have a lot of like guys that are just ground wrestlers right in a ladder match so I don't understand what they were doing here so they kind of got what they Mm -hmm. put together right omos's involvement took away from this for me just too much again people pushing people off of ladders was the theme tonight it seemed like there were a few good spots people going through tables and things that looked good and again everybody worked hard but that doesn't always mean success right i was only really into a few stretches of this match uh theory winning is no surprise since he's vince's guy storyline and in real life it seems and despite all of vince's current legal issues as you talked about in the news he is still head of creative so this was his call and not a surprise absolutely so i thought this was an okay ladder match right like there was nothing memorable about this to me i won't remember anything from this next year so i don't know what did you think
1: i i don't know i did not know i thought the like i mean obviously it's like a dumb trope i thought they kind of tossed omos decently through the table like that looked good They kind of chucked that
0: spot i was fine with
1: yeah um uh, and like the super arc was cool but other than like there's not a lot of notable spots and i don't love theory just coming in and like right i'm not like there's so many opportunities where like they could have had the right thing and they just they keep screwing it up like i don't like they have whether vince likes theory or not like I, I don't blame him i think theory is good and he'll be he'll be great eventually but I don't. He's not believed. They've hardly built him. Mm-hmm. They. I don't even with the money in the bank. The money in the bank, which rarely has ever failed, I do not buy him beating Roman Reigns, right, or Brock Lesnar me for either. that matter for the title. No, I agree. Provided Brock Lesnar wins, which would not be my the way nightmare. he's been presented to this. Exactly. Point, I, I don't. Think. I don't buy it at all. Um, which brings me to my point. Why not Rollins? <laughs> oh boy. Why not? I told like, you. You're
0: thinking logically. You need to extract your logical. It's not
1: even like he is their guy. Like he's 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 like he's good, but he's also he's so their style now. Like he's been I there for think so long. Vince
0: sees him as just a tier below. There's Roman, there's Brock, and then there's everybody. What else. is Theory on their tier? Like Theory I think is on the Rollins tier. And they'll like cup of coffee in the main event, but not staying there. I don't know. It like, could be wrong. There's
1: so many chances where Rollins should have gotten the spot. Like there, I can point to like Royal Rumble, Elimination Chamber, Money in the Bank. But one he's of not. The... But it's stupid because they can't book for crap. I and agree. I don't know what the end game of theory is like. And like, what he's gonna take a loss to Lashley because he's got Money in the Bank, which means you take losses. That is true. And then, that's a like, very good point. You I do.
0: You lose I... until you cash in, basically. Right.
1: I don't see him like is Drew McIntyre going to win in? Then they at cash the castle and he cashes in on Drew McIntyre to screw him over. Like, no. is that what's gonna, like? I don't like, I don't see that happening. I don't see like, the, how does it, it happen? It could be
0: just a testing the waters with theory as a main eventer. Right. And Which then, do I
1: think that's too. Stu- that's such a waste. Yeah. Like, I don't I, like with theory. I don't see how they do it. Whereas with Rollins, I see exactly how it could go, but it won't. And it won't. Nope. It's so stupid.
0: Uh, overall. I thought this show fit into like the barely worthwhile category the women's money in the bank match was a frustrating mess I thought Belair Carmella wasn't much more than an enhancement match really Rousey Natty was slow and uninteresting Lashley Theory was fine I guess and the men's money in the bank was I would say pretty good to be generous so the only shining light in this show was the tag team championship match which easily stole the show easily the best thing on this show and man this is sad for me because in its heyday Money in the Bank was one of my favorite shows of the year. And I would say, for me, I had put it in the big four, right? I said, get um, Survivor Series out of there. And Money in the Bank, I thought, was an awesome pay-per-view. But this was a like less-than-mediocre version of that, I think. Um, main roster WWE just isn't for me or for you, I guess. And if it weren't for the Usos and Street Profits, I would have felt like I wasted my time watching this show. So I gave it a C-, which might even be a bit generous. Like, I... I don't know what there was to talk about outside of the tag team match, right? This was just a very boring, unimpressive show. So a C minus. If mm-hmm. you went lower than that, I wouldn't blame you. What did you give it? Um, hold on. Before I do that, I'll go through the picks. Oh yeah, quick, sorry.
1: So that I don't forget. Yep. So we both picked Belair. So that's one one. Um, two two because we both picked Rousey. Right. Um, three two me because you didn't pick Usos. I did uh-huh. not. Um. Four to me because you didn't pick Lashley. I did not. Um, we didn't get the women's right either of us, and neither of us got the men's right. So I win by two. Ooh, that's
0: a that's a, usually we only win or lose by one. So losing by two is a butt kicking. Good job, yeah. you win.
1: And the money in the bank. is like oh, that so stupid. Anyways, um, okay, so both. I'll just kind of like cause I'm looking off the table here. Both women's title matches sucked. They did. Those, especially the SmackDown one actually, um, and, and like that was just bad. Um, it was so boring. Uh, cash in. Don't care
0: yeah that's um, supposed to be exciting right and i that was just kind of okay just
1: happened um i thought the tag match was pretty great all things considered i i like that more than i expected to and that was the only thing worth even worth seeing a bit i wouldn't like you just don't have to go to your way to see it but a i good think match. it's yeah. the only thing worth seeing I if agree. you wanted to theory lashley was fine but then hit that little was way too long uh women's main bank absolutely sucked in every sense of the word and it might go on my list to be honest the men's money in the bank was a letdown and the wrong result because they can't do anything right at all ever right um
0: i'll give it a d plus yep it was uh, not a strong show and again people that i see giving it high ratings i think you're comparing it to the nonsense you watch on mondays every night and saying oh it was shorter than that and it was a little more action than that so it's pretty good then but i think in a vacuum that's not a good show right uh, anyways, that's going to bring us back on our normal track, which is where we take a look at this week's episode of AEW Dynamite.
1: Um, we open the show with Wardlow challenging Scorpio Sky for the teen Two tell in a massive air quotes, street bite. Uh-huh.
0: Quote, unquote, for Giant sure. Quotations.
1: I'm gonna change my notes so that it says that because I think that's appropriate. Whoops, hold on. All right, there we go. So, uh, notable is uh, American Top Team distracting Wardlow on the outside. Then Sky shoved Wardlow into steel stairs before the American Top Team guys stomp Wardlow until Sky backs them off to continue. One of them I recognize is KM. I think he was an Impact when Lashley was affiliated with American Top Team. Yes. So that's you noticed him. Yeah. Um, there's a Swanton bomb by Wardlow. Big jump. Uh, Wardlow goes for a power bomb, but Lambert sends the American top team guys in Wardlow takes them all out, finishing with holding one guy in a military press, throwing him onto the pile on the outside. Uh Sky takes advantage of the situation, hits Wardlow with a TNT tell for a two count. Oh my god, he used a weapon. <laughs> uh, Wardlow avoids the TKO, shows Sky and Lambert on the apron, hits a spine buster, and Wardlow wins three power bombs, wins the title.
0: Yeah, um I'm not sure why this was labeled a street fight the I guess the crowd got what they wanted in a dominant wardlow win, but the match itself was nothing really special, right? These I thought the MMA guys look really weak. they they do the attack one at a time, and then they're taken out by punches and kicks and never are seen from again, right? So they kinda looked as bad as like jobber security guys at at some point, right? So AEW has put on several entertaining street fights over the years, but this wasn't one of them. There was nothing about this that was a street fight, I don't think. This was essentially an enhancement match for a championship, and I'm not sure how I feel about it, but it's not super great, that's for sure. Um, and I this is the issue. It's tough, because I want to praise AEW on one hand, because they've made a new star in Wardlow, right? And that's something that WWE they have. refuses to do. But They've booked him so super strong in this build. How do you not have him dominate everybody? And in the process, he has to somewhat disrespect the rest of the roster, right? Like Scorpio Sky got dominated here and he's supposed to be your fighting champion and he just got killed. So... I thought the street fight stipulation was there to like... It was totally wasted. I thought it was there to give Sky a chance, right? To be more competitive because... kind of was, but like... Not really. Just brought a bunch of guys with him to ringside who got involved, right? For the most part. But I don't know. They, they went a different route with this quote-unquote street fight. I don't know why you would call it a street fight when it's not, but you knew Wardlow was going to win. You figured it was in a dominant fashion, so I guess that we got what we expected, but I, I didn't love it.
1: Um, no, I thought it was okay, I guess. Um, I think it was at least a little better than typical Wardlow squash. Um, Sky did, I guess he got, like, a bit more of a chance because he had, like, guys getting involved. Um, but, and that brings me to my biggest gripe, which you've mentioned. It was later as a street fight, and they set that for the stipulation, which is fine. But then it was not all a street fight. Sure, they didn't wear street gear, but that's only for if you're smart and you actually honor the stipulation. Where were the jeans To its and fullest extent, but that doesn't always happen. Right. So that's, that's forgivable. Um, but... Even putting that fact aside, this is not all a street fight. You could have had done you could have done like a ref bump in this match. Like you could have had a normal match, done an extended ref bump, and this match would have been the exact Correct. same. Correct. Like honestly. Yep, you're and right. you could have had all the the shenanigans and the belt shot would not be different. Because aside from a couple of points of interference from the American top team and the one time sky hit worth with the belt, you would not know the difference between this match and a normal match
0: because this happens in aew right like right. there's all kinds of stuff goes on in a normal well, it's match.
1: like other than the ref like actually allowing this yes. to happen like other than that then like nothing um the match was okay but they made next to no use of the stipulation which could have been cool in my opinion if they had used it but they didn't
0: so the celebration after was kind of more interesting right with the confetti everywhere and whatever like that was cool but yeah the match itself was just okay i thought
2: hmm
1: yeah,
0: it was it was totally wasted. Like
1: I don't know why they had this had that stipulation. It wasn't bad, but I don't like Because when
0: AEW says street fight, I'm like, Oh cool, their street fights are really fun. Nope, not this oh. one. I remember Weird. the Box War streaker ones.
1: Um anyways, next we got John Moxley promo. He says people think tonight party King will surprise him, catch him off guard, they won't know what kind of monster he's dealing with, but they must have forgotten what kind of monster they have with him. He talks about ten days ago he beat him. He beat in a many respects in Tanahashi. He was going. He was using like forks and sticks and blood and guts for fun. Blood and guts was like golfing on a Sunday for him. Uh, and he decided uh, to sign on to defend his title. Uh, and he knows exactly who Birdie King is. He says, "Black Bull Combat Club, detests test violence and how much you want it." He finishes with the line, "Step on or get stepped on."
0: Yeah, uh, he did his usual strong job. And what he does here, we always talk about this. He builds his opponent, right? He talks about how tough his opponent is and sort of raises interest in the match, even though we all know what the outcome of this match is. And I think other wrestlers need to take note, and WWE specifically, put your opponent over before a match, and it makes you look more impressive when you beat them. To talk about how they're useless and you're going to dominate them, and then you do, right, doesn't really help anybody. Exactly. So he's talking about what a monster Brody King is and how hard it's going to be to beat him. That makes sense to me, right? Mm-hmm. So this is what Mox does really well, and he did it well here, I thought.
1: Mm-hmm. um yeah i like that like it was definitely one of the um typical mox promos where he um where he puts him over i like he's in, like he keeps he always keeps in character when he does that right so i think, yes. it, I think it works though really well. builds him as a bit of a threat and then and king is a monster already so i think mox kind of icing on the top really helps um so and he touched on that i think mox can handle it because he's literally stabbing a guy in the head with forks last right. week so i thought that was should be interesting kind of styles clash because they're a bit different, but also pretty similar. Like it'll be a slugfest for sure. For sure, I think it'll be interesting. Uh, cool first challenge and a bit of folly for King, which I think is cool because I can't see him getting a ton. Nope. You know. Um. Next we have a Tony neeson Mark Sterling promo. So Sterling's got a promo, um, or uh, sorry, petition, uh, against a uh, Strickland. Swerve, right? Yeah. So it's called the petition against Swerve Strickland. The pass. Oh nice. <laughs> um and so they approach Keith and say Swerve is a snake and how he eliminated Lee so probably trying to like pry at that. Lee says they're still partners, so and they may have some trust issues, but they're still partners, so they're gonna and they're still winning, so he walks off and kinda ditches them.
0: Yeah, I thought this was a simple, quick way to further Mark Sterling as like the whiny heel and it's kind of helping remind us that Lee and Swerve did have issues in the battle royal if we forgot right. I kinda like that like they're it's
1: realistic like they're like it was a minor issue so like they're yeah. like kind of like trying to get like it's not perfect but they're like kind of like working through it so i right. kind of like it
0: and like of course you're gonna take the opportunity to try and eliminate me i get that i would have done the same thing kind of thing right so i'm not exactly sure where sterling and niece's issue are with swerve should i remember that or is it that from the internet i feel like it's um, from the internet
1: the only thing i can point to is um swerve's first match remember was against niece because two five live boys i don't it's probably some battle royal thing or something like
0: that so i would have liked some reminder of what swerve and niece's issues are but i thought this was fine
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um yeah i thought it was okay um i must have missed something on darker rampage like you six i have no idea why this is happening right um lee spoke fine i'm glad to see like the dissension of battle royal hasn't like killed the team agree i hope that they're kind of continue they kind of continue in this way because i think i think that uh works me too next we get christian cage versus or with Luchasaurus, not versus Luchasaurus. When have
0: you been as interested to see Christian come out? It's been a while, uh, huh? I don't not, He's never, suddenly
1: very interesting. Never at all, ever. Right. Um. Cage says they're hot off the heels of blood and guts, and he is the cage everyone's talking about. That was a cool line. Mm-hmm. Um. He says everyone wanted to know why he did what he did. Now everyone wants to know why Luchasaurus stayed aligned with him. Uh, Matt Hardy comes down and interrupts, because, sure. Right? Uh, cause, shoehorn. I guess. I felt like. Um he says cage is unreal he's the michael jordan of being an asshole and he says uh jungle boy was his friend jungle boy trusted cage cage screwed him he didn't deserve that cage says matt's pretending that he knows jungle boy like cage or luchasaurus do and he says matt's starting to make his brother sound like the sober one yeah <laughs> i love awesome. that so much that's one that's gonna be one of my favorite lines like in recent memory um that earned some pretty loud a-hole chants which i, I love that that was awesome uh, matt says sees in cage wants to use luchasaurus since last year's to make more money this makes more money i guess um matt did that in hfo and he hates that he did that and he says his life has been a mess lately and maybe he deserves that he's out here to make sure no one gets guess, taken advantage of cage says mad out here because of his ego he will do and use anything to be in his headlines he mentions like he uses his full family for like the, the deletions and yep. he'll even turn a blind eye to jeff's issues for one last run yep boom got him that oh, doesn't that is not exclusive to matt i believe yeah um cage says matt screwed up brothers and the biggest embarrassment to his family It's Matt. Matt attacks Cage until Luchasaurus intervenes with a headbutt, sends Matt to the outside um, and sends him in the steel stairs, delivers a boot with Matt against the ring post, and then chokes him to the timekeeper's table, which is pretty good.
0: Yeah. A um, few notes for me. I got a serious like Undertaker Kane vibe from Luchasaurus's entrance, right? Like this big monster with flames and the music and everything familiar. Um, I really enjoyed this because I think Christian hitting on things from real life and just being an absolute jerk about it are really entertaining and works for me but it felt like they really shoehorned a relationship between matt hardy and jungle boy right like for some reason just i think to obviously have matt be fodder for luchasaurus which is fine um but as long as they keep allowing christian to tap into these real life issues and insult people I'm on board because he's now attacked Jungle Boy's family and Matt Hardy's family, right? Which And I've enjoyed both of them quite a bit. And this formula is simple, right? Christian mouths off. He has a massive Luchasaurus fight his battles for him. And that's just a tried and true formula and it's working for me here. Um, if I could nitpick a little bit, Christian, the goal of him coming out here was to explain why Luchasaurus stayed with him, right? And we got nothing on that topic. So again, him coming out to clarify things not clarifying anything but being really funny and insulting people so i'm 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 on board for this still <laughs> yeah um
1: i like this front even better than the last one i thought the lines with jeff hardy were brutal but they were really funny they were good and not far from the truth and jeff hardy kind of deserves that that mm-hmm. was pretty funny um i can definitely say this character shift has revived him i'm enjoying it a lot for sure promos are good gets even better when he starts ripping on their family to the point where i'm actually laughing i mm-hmm. think it's really funny um, and, and it's good. He's actually like really good at it. Um, and he's wearing a turtleneck again. And he's wearing a turtleneck again. Of course. And he can to say all this stuff. And Luchasaurus looks sick too. Because then he'll just beat up anyone who has an issue cage. Exactly. Not only is Luchasaurus black clad. But then he's also just he'll beat up anyone who's got an issue cage. Which I like a lot. Um, we still haven't heard Luchasaurus is teamed with cage. Um, so that's a bit of a nitpick like you said. But I enjoyed. I very much enjoyed what we got here. So I'm okay with that. Hardy was there. Um. And I hope we get more explanation next week, because I think so far this is progressing really nicely.
0: And I'm just entertained right now. Every time Christian comes out, I'm entertained. So It's a Christmas it's miracle. great to say.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, next we got got Guts recap package with some highlights from the match, brief talking heads involved. I think it the talking heads were taken post-match, so.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't really pay much attention to yeah. that, to be it was,
1: honest. It was uh, 2.0 looked brutal. It's like oh, the, my God, The dry yeah. blood and whatnot. It like, looked crazy. Looks brutal. Yeah um next week there was a claudio hager interview uh, they had a no physicality agreement um i didn't take notes on this because i didn't care i was gonna try to find um borrow from someone but i don't know what the whole Wi-Fi thing. i did
0: not so they're gonna fight they're both gonna win
1: their matches next week i don't want to watch it. it
0: i thought that's a logical first opponent for claudio to defeat right also to hager
1: sort of... named dropped wwe he said the thing
0: yeah, I thought Claudio sounded good, and Hager didn't sound bad, which is about the nicest thing you can say about him. On I a thought, promo. yeah, I
1: thought Hager was okay by Hager standards, but he's never that great. I thought Claudio was solid. I like, yeah, it was. I, a thought, I didn't love Hager. If solid I'm little promo,
0: mm-hmm. quick build um, to a, a match sorry, sorry. that to get Claudio a win.
1: Claudio's alright. Um, not a match I want. We'll see soon though. So yep, yay, real Americans implode yay uh-huh. as both of them are american and you can't tell me
0: otherwise and wasn't that they were the group with what's his face right zeb coulter zeb coulter that's right yeah mm-hmm. and that's we when the people that's when hager got caught with a car full of drugs right and was got, it? yeah i think he was about to be pushed or whatever and really he, yeah i think that's what it was really yeah man what yeah
2: I
1: don't know that I have no idea what you're talking about. I'll look it up
0: while you talk okay. about the next match.
1: Uh next we go to Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland who don't have a tag team name. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh versus Butcher and Blade. Uh Butcher had like um tassels on his boots like the young bucks kind of thing but they're he did. black. He had like the like the horse. I don't know what it sounded like like the cowboy. I don't know. The tassels or whatever. Um after Blade is shouting at Lee, he slaps Lee and then Lee responds by dropping him with a headbutt. Tags out and Blade tags out to Butcher. Uh Swerve and Lee do a double team where Swerve is sitting on the top rope using his legs to hold Blade open for the double chop by Lee, which is kind of cool. Lee builds Blade onto Butcher. Um we get a fireman's Carry drop by Lee, and he kinda like he drops him right into the he hits a rolling elbow and uh Swerve hits the spinning into I really like I really love that combo. Um Blade pulls Swerve in the way so Lee accidentally hits Swerve with the pounce. Um butcher throws swerve into an assy knee from blade, which was really cool. Really good. Actually yeah. that looked awesome. Then Butcher followed with a big Lariat blade, got a two count off of that with Lee breaking the pin. And a frenzy swerve jumps off of Lee's stomach who was laying down, hits Butcher with a house call. That kick I really like. It's cool. And then Lee and Swerve went with that swerve stomp spirit bomb combo, which looks awesome. It does. And so that was that was it was, that was a nice frenzy at the end. Um, it was. next we got um there was a, the post match promo after the team Taz came out. Um, Hobbs said they're really starting to piss them off. Asked if they think they'll allow them to come on to continue to disrespect them. Stark says uh, they've been really nice because they could have ended their careers on the micro online. They are levels ahead of Swerve and Lee. Stark's getting like really heated. He says they'll beat him right now. He says they want to talk about who is the best. And on basically on cue, the Bucks come out. Matt says Ricky might as well cue up their music for them. He says the tag division is on fire. And then let's not forget who's at the table. Uh, Nick says Team Taz and the Lee Swerve team, who shall remain nameless, <laughs> uh, are good, and they had a great 4.5 star match at Double or Nothing. And that is an off night for the Bucks. That was a good They line. didn't win it. Yeah. And the Bucks beat Jurassic Express weeks later. Valid. Um, Matt proposes another three way tag match uh, for the titles as FDR Chance Girl louder, coincidentally. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nick says they're better than them in response. And then Matt makes the challenge for Fighter Fest next week. Um, you is the match and also the promo
0: solid TV tag match I thought there was some communication issues early on and not just between Swerve and Lee like storyline wise but actually uh, the final few minutes of this I thought were really entertaining and they're sort of continuing to tease issues with Swerve and Lee promo wise I thought Starks was fantastic he got super fired up here I thought he was really good the Bucks made some good points in their douchey way right that line about the four and a half star match was pretty good um I think I still feel like the other two teams, meaning the two involved in this match, need to be elevated a little bit to be further, like to be legit contenders to the Bucks, but they're kind of on their way. Um, and I also don't love to nitpick heel fighting champions, right? To me, that's supposed to be a babyface gimmick, not like you're heels and you still want to fight everybody, right?
1: Well, maybe the Bucks are so cocky It's like, I don't care. I guess. And it's the Bucks, so I will allow it. It's not like it's Mandy Rose where I think she sucks. Right um i thought uh this was pretty good um uh, given i expected no more than just an enhancement match it was still mostly that yes yeah, so i'm not gonna like deny that like it was largely that but i think towards the end i, thought I picked up with some it cool double good. teams from Sworn and lee the butcher and blade seemed to flip a switch a bit with some cool stuff of their own like when yeah. they came in with some cool double teams i was like all right this is a cool not incredible match but it was pretty good like considering what i thought i was gonna be yep um the aftermath was solid team test from was was solid I like when Starks was like, he was just like losing his crap. I thought it was kind of funny. He was good. And like, instantly, just the bucks came out when Starks was mentioning the best. Like, just like as soon as he said it, I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, while that has been very, very common trope lately, I'm still interested in a three way match. Like, they've been doing that. Yeah, I'm non-stop. not sick of them. I don't hate I'm them. I'm not sick of them. I'm just like, I'm kind of noticing like it was a new concept of revolution. They did, they then they did a double nothing. Then they technically yes. did one at uh, Forbidden Door. Now they're doing here. I'm not. I'm not complaining because I think it. I don't think it's getting tired yet. Um, I don't think it's getting old yet. Um, it's another great trio of teams. I really like the crowd that we're we're chanting for FTR. I think it's like a nice tidbit mm-hmm. to build the feud. Like I, it's not like AEW doing anything, but like that's showing like that there is gonna be money. And there. I think
0: they're sort of telling the Bucks like that's who you're supposed to be facing, right? Like stop taking all these lesser teams. Maybe that's why they're doing they're this ducking, too. like they They're fighting champions to duck the major challengers. Right. That'd be cool.
1: And what so? death before dishonor is at the end of july uh if i had to guess like early september is all out oh i think it's september 4th Mm -hmm. um so i think between those two shows you can build ftr bucks right so i think then you still have time for ftr can retain against the briscoes then go into uh, all out as triple champs come out with four belts That'd be sweet Each. I think that'd be really cool. Um, I think I ha I think they'll definitely get their own title match. Um I hope it's that all out. Um, but this should be a pretty good match. I agree. Triple uh, or nothing's an interesting name. So
0: I've got my swagger update, you ready? Oh, okay. WWE star Jack Swagger arrested on traffic and marijuana violations. This is February twentieth, two thousand thirteen. So where was the important part? Uh da 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 da. Swagger, of course, returned to WWE earlier this month uh, after a lengthy hiatus and has quickly skyrocketed to the top of the company, fresh with a xenophobic gimmick and a kayfabe Uncle Zeb Coulter who is dynamic on the mic, blah, xenophobic? blah, 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 right. What? Like, n- against any other basic cultures. That was the whole gimmick of that, was he was basically real a racist, anti-immigrant. like immigrant. Oh, that's that was fun. their that was their gimmick. Wait, but Cesaro would be an immigrant. Correct. That's why it was kind of interesting.
2: <laughs>
0: so, yes, he was basically being pushed and then got caught with a car full of drugs and got de-pushed pretty quickly.
1: I don't remember them pushing Swagger other than when he won one in the bank. No, they won were... his title and then lost his title pretty quick
0: because Coulter was really, really good and connecting. So they were sort of running with those guys a little bit.
1: I remember 2013, he did challenge Del Rio for the world heavyweight title at um, Mania. And then the night after, Ziegler cashed in on Del Rio. Ooh, Del Rio versus Swagger. Now, that is a match you would love. Right.
0: Absolutely. Right, we
1: should have that in AEW. No, thanks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think that'd be pretty awesome.
0: <laughs> you yeah. would. No.
1: Um, Next week, I house a black promo. Um, I didn't take notes on this one again because... Malachi Black is too difficult to take notes for.
0: And he was basically my only notes were that he was also putting over Brody King, right? A little yes. bit. And then Brody King steps forward out of the shadows at the end, which I yeah. always like. They keep doing that. And I like Brody it. Brody King time.
1: didn't say anything here, but I thought that worked perfectly fine. Like I thought he looked really cool. Black always speaks well, sounds cool. I yep. like that here. Me too. Um I think it should be a cool match. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um so next we get an Eddie Kingston promo in the ring. He said he starts congratulating. <laughs> I was
0: that that's he's, what disappointed me, because they cut him off and I just want to hear this man speak. He starts to
1: congratulate Wardle, he congratulates everyone on his wing tune blank guys. He's like, see him going off and he just goes like Pfft. And he's like, yeah. just kidding. And I thought that was really funny. Yeah. Um Kingston says he's out here because Jericho made him a liar, you didn't taste his blood, Jericho didn't bleed. Uh Jericho appears on the Tron and which was live and says if Kingston wants to be nasty, he'll show him how nasty you can be. And Ty Conti slams a car door on Ruby Soho's arm. Um, I thought it was fine. I really wish we got more kings. I felt like he was just starting and he was cut by Jericho. But I thought it was still really funny for what he got. Um, I feel like it could be first blood match or something. Nope, barbed wire death match.
0: At first I was like, why Soho? But I guess she got involved when Conti came down in the blood And she death, was also right? in the package. But it looked kind of cheesy because Soho like didn't move her arm from getting. She had like oh yeah, she was just totally to... waiting for it. Time to move her arm from getting slammed in the door and did not. So she was cooperative there, but. Yeah, I guess this was fine, and it's get, we're getting a match out of it, but I would have rather Eddie was allowed to speak because he's one of the best, right? But mm-hmm. this was fine.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: next, we have Dark Order. Including um, Negative One. He's yes, back. because they're in Brody home, Lee's hometown. Right. Brody Lee, the original Brody Lee, the first Brody Lee, the Brody Lee who's not alive, the adult Brody Lee.
0: Right. As uh, opposed to what other Brody Lee?
1: Brody Lee Jr.
0: Oh, is that his name? I just you, knew him you, as negative one.
2: You didn't know that? No.
0: Yeah, he's he's Brody Jr. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Carry on. Yeah. It's not that interesting.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, Silver says the Dark Order is in Rochester, and it's Dark Order country. Dark Order County? Ah. ah. Dark County. That's all they need to align with Bear
0: County, and then they should be called Dark then County. You get a Bear County sighting this week.
1: Oh, that's true. Um, Uno says that is why it's very important to share their news here today. He thanks everyone supporting them from the beginning. I still don't know what the news was. I don't even, I don't even remember. He says the six of them are here to stay. Not Stu Grayson.
0: Yeah, how dare they?
1: That's it's very sad. And Dark Orders forever. forever. They begin a new chapter and it begins with a proclamation. He gives the mic to negative one. QT Marshall cuts it off because he's relevant and he asks how long they have, been, have to put up with this charity case until he's like 18. <laughs>
0: No, Q- QT Marshall coming out and insulting a kid and challenging him to a fight kind of yeah. made me laugh I'm not he gonna says, lie
1: Brody Lee was a legend but negative was- wasn't him he takes after his mother he says he doesn't have his friends out here he tells Brody Lee to get rid of his friends and face him like a man that was funny that was pretty funny yeah, yeah. Um, I think they have like some mini when he's literally not dark. a man yeah <laughs> yeah um, Hangman Page comes out and him and Uno attack QT on the ramp, throw him into the ring. He gets beat by the rest of Dark Order. Ten hits a Discus Lariat. Burry Jr. says he would pin QT right now, but he'll wait till he's 18 when QT is probably senior citizen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that is it.
0: Yeah, kind of a fun segment, right? It gets Dark Order on TV. They've been sort of missing in action a little bit lately. Kind of feels like a step back for Hangman at this point, though, to go back to the Dark Order, but...
1: I think it was just because it's like Brody Lee thing. I think so, so, so like, too, and it not,
0: amused me again. QT made me laugh yeah. challenging a kid to a fight. It
1: didn't really have much purpose, but I'm okay that with that because I like that even though like it's been a while, they're still like doing things like around Brody Lee, like yeah. they're in his hometowns. So they did like a little fun segment, kind of a right. like, bit of a tribute. Um I think promo from you know Silver Solid, like, QT was alright too. He th- I thought he was pretty funny. He was. Um, and then the rest of them being, like it was fine for like it was kinda like a sentimental moment, I guess. Um Yes. I'm fine with Hangman getting because I don't I don't think he'll be involved with them that much. I think it was just like, because he's kind of affiliated with them and he's everyone loves Hangman, so it's just kinda like Correct. get him in there, feel good kind of thing. And I then, think that's exactly I what it was. And then you're good. So I'm I'm okay. This didn't really serve a purpose, but I think it's cool that yeah, they, it was a fun they still little, do that.
0: Yeah, if any time they're in Rochester, always, you know, refer to Brody Lee. That yeah, makes sense. I think to that's me. cool. Yep um
1: next we get penta oscaro versus roosh
0: and this was me battling internet so we we missed about a minute and a half from this this point
1: on is what we watched today this very same day yes july 9th 2022 yes
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and i do like commentary attempted to explain the history between these two right um i always like that because they're like a grudge match and i was joking like a grudge match where we've never seen them touch before and then they sort of went into a bit of backstory. Where right? Roosh was... has
1: been up to shenanigans. Well, they've
0: been together in Mexico a bunch and oh, North America stuff like that. So that's, I appreciated and that he's effort. been up to shenanigans. He has. Roosh always is. I can't see him ever as a babyface. But anyways. I thought ahead. he was a babyface before I'm sure LFI. he has been but he's such a good heel. I swear I saw him as a babyface. He's I, such I a know. good despicable heel mm. that just cheats for the sake El of Toro cheating. Blanco. Even if he doesn't have to cheat he just cheats. I kind of dig it. Anyways, go ahead.
1: Uh, Topicon Hero by Penta, and Jose tries to interfere and he's attacked by Alex. That goes on for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, Roosh kicks Penta in the face when he was hanging in the tree. Whoa, was kind of cool. Penta had a backstab, and then Roosh comes back with a pretty fast scoop slam for two. That's yeah, cool. Explosive. There's a nice strike exchange. Top of shock on dropkick by Roosh for two. He gets a really, like, he really snaps his he leg. He does. Or slaps his, his leg. His stuff
0: looks, like, forceful. Yeah. It's one he, of the like, things I like about it. gets such a loud slap Because he's, like, and kick. I'll say it in my notes, he's deliberate, but he hits stuff strong, right? Mm-hmm. Is generally and cheats constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Uh, the finish comes when after some distraction from Andrade, Roosh hits Penta with a low blow, then rips off his mask again yep. and rolls him up for the win with a small package.
0: Yeah, I thought this was a good match. Uh Roosh telling the story of just being that heel that's gonna go after Penta's mask because that is the ultimate humiliation, right? And that's what Roosh is all about is just being the heeliest of heels. And I really like it. The deliberate, hard hitting style. And just the My willingness only to, is that, like, to cheat,
1: the the mask taking is like getting a little, yeah. Because like I, he's done it now three times: twice to Penta, once to Phoenix, and then also the Bucks have done that. Like, I don't know, it's getting a, like a, like it happens to Lucha Bros all the time. Like I don't know, I feel like like I I guess it's fine, cause, like he'll heal whatever. It's his
0: like ultimate insult, right? It's, it's getting a little yeah much though. But a, a physical intense match, I liked it. But I think there's no doubt that there's another gear these guys can find if it's a bigger. More important match for more stakes, right? Um, so I am really excited by the Andrade Rouge alliance, and I think they could be a huge, huge deal if they're presented correctly. Mm-hmm. Especially if they're going to lean into the mega heel team, I think that would be amazing. So mm-hmm. I like this, but I know there's there could be a better match here. Yeah, but it was good. Um,
1: while it did suck missing part of this, I thought putting that fact aside it was solid. I wish it was better, but I think it was solid. Uh, Rouge looked good, had some crisp stuff. I don't think I've seen enough of him though. I I did need to see more before I judge him. Right. Uh, but I thought he was good here. Uh is getting a little repetitive in, in my opinion but yep. it's okay. Uh, next we get Lethal and co. Uh, Dutt's happy with the TV title match being official. Uh, oh, thank God. Lethal says <laughs> they won't take him lightly but they'll take his title. They're just gonna celebrate when he wins the title too. This is fine. Not much news still. At least right. it was a little different but.
0: That was yeah. me. Lethal Dutt and Singh do what they always do but at least we have a date for the match with, that will allow a, this story to progress and I just have it's more of the same and it's fine right it's been the same basic tone with very different or slightly different words for weeks and weeks and weeks but at least the match is coming
1: sucks that AEW's programming now has to be taken up so much by like
0: get roh now. i don't i Agreed. literally don't care where their show is just i don't it either
1: it can be on youtube for all i care just I like agree. anywhere they
0: need more time to do this stuff away from dynamite yeah like, a bit i agree
1: and then like you can stick a i don't know there's
0: just too much to get through so not Enough gets attention. It feels right, like there's so many little
1: running threads across. Agree, um, it's a lot to Dynamite. keep track of. Yeah. Yep. And then like.
0: So then that forces them to do more stuff on internet stuff, which we're not watching, which annoys me when I'm. Which supposed is where the to... Ring of Honor stuff should go. Right. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have to figure something out here.
1: Um. So Sterling is back again. He's trying to go on Cassidy to sign a petition. Um. Danhausen, own Cassidy's lawyer. Lawyer face cassie If cassie loses, he has to sign the petition. Blah blah. This was sm- short. I didn't really care. It was fine.
0: Eh. Danhausen as a lawyer, I thought was kind of funny, right? And I like the fact that it annoyed Sterling so much. He sold that pretty well. So, a simple way to make a match for Rampage was it? I assume, right? So, yeah, I was fine with it. Sterling always does a good job. Danhausen, I'm fine with small, small doses of Danhausen, and I thought him as a lawyer was kind of amusing. Speaking of Danhausen, what happened to Hook? Uh, apparently Hook is talking a lot now and speaking like cryptic promos, like. Bray Wyatt. I think He's I like, heard that. Either I dreamt it? it or I heard like that. Bray somewhere. Wyatt? Well, just like speaking in riddles kind of deal. Yeah. I haven't seen He's, it. He's like but. dropped
1: off the face of the earth.
0: Uh, I, probably all over the internet again. I don't know. I don't know where he is. But anyway. I haven't
1: seen him since I heard about that golf cart thing on Rampage. Right. Um. Next week, Gun Club and the Clean versus Ruffin It, which is Leon Ruffin fk leon ruff how is
0: he like the namesake of a faction that seems strange to me I,
1: I don't even know why they're a
0: faction this guy that they've spent zero time talking about they're on dark right of course
1: leon ruff and bear county
0: those are not good enough to be a country
1: no they are not no. <laughs>
0: and fuego del Sol. right who i thought looked <laughs> at first i was like is that negative one because he's so small and he's in a mask right i'm like oh negative one's debuting tonight nice <laughs> but it wasn't could be sammy guevara we don't know true
1: um so there wasn't much. All I noticed was Bowen saying that strike combo to Bronson. Uh, and then, then the finish comes when uh Caster hits the mic drop. Austin had tagged in before he hit it though, right. and then he steals the win. They're arguing after the gun club attack the acclaimed. Billy Gun throws them off and yells at his son, then he turns around and attacks. Uh the acclaimed hits a close end to Caster and a famous to Bowen, so
0: Yay. I thought this would have been way more interesting and I thought that's where it was going if Billy Gunn was supporting the acclaimed over his own sons. yeah, I thought that was kind of a cool route to go, Yes. but they didn't, right? So no. I, I don't know. So clearly this was nothing about the match. It was about the breakup of this group. But for me, like, again, maybe it's been on the internet more, but they haven't established this group as a group, right? Or So the split wasn't that impactful for me. It's like we've got a group of low to mid carters that I rarely see, as a group split up other than i guess maybe does this make the acclaimed baby faces that's what we were wondering when we were watching it yeah
1: right? that's what i was thinking and I, I don't want that so
0: i don't see much point to this again if gun had turned on his own kids and gone heel with the acclaimed i think that would have been more interesting but that's not the choice they made so i don't really care about this i guess to say it best what about you yeah i
1: i don't i can't say i'm too invested like i don't i don't i don't like the guns they're, they they do
0: not do much for me.
1: I agree. Like, well, I don't really care. I thought I was far more interested. In, like, I still wasn't super interested, but I thought it was more interesting if Billy was gonna, gonna support the acclaimed over his own children. Yeah. Um, I thought that's like something. And even in if here. it's just
0: like it turns out that he's faking it, right, to get the Gun Club a win over the acclaimed. Fine, like that. Just I. But then they just short circuited it. Because this is like back to status quo now, right? Short circuited. Yeah, I don't really get it. I don't get
2: it.
1: I do not want Babyface acclaimed either. That just doesn't sound interesting. That I, doesn't sound appealing. I prefer to me.
0: almost everyone as heels, so I assume I'll prefer them as heels too.
1: Yeah, it's not even that. It's not even that. It's just like their thing works so bad. Their act much is better. not. Yeah, I agree. It's not like I don't want a Babyface rap. I agree. I want a heel rap. Yes. Um, Next, we get a mirror promo. I summarized it, but basically, he's coming after a black house of black and rage after what happened at Forbidden Door. Yep. Um, I miss most of this, like in no, Um, so you can check it out if you want. What uh, but I thought it's was like while, I like him and Black, I don't really want this because it's a heel on heel field mm-hmm. that I don't really feel like I makes don't think Miro's
0: a heel anymore
1: I don't think how is he a face?
0: because people love him, but I think that's that about it I don't
1: know this does this just just like i don't this doesn't feel like it works for me like i don't I,
0: know. I really like this promo as always also, with Miro. I don't think either of them should lose that is fair I don't know Where what do you do go? there yeah, I agree
1: I'd be like Wardlow facing someone who right. shouldn't lose like. I don't like I to me whether I don't know what he is Miro feels like a heel and I don't see I don't think him and black mesh that well together and I don't see like I, someone has to lose it I don't think either of them should lose yeah that's a fair point so I don't know what you I do think here.
0: Miro's kind of in that tweener role and they're like well the crowd's cheering for him so that's let's okay, put him so... against heels right I but, guess I don't know I don't, I, there's some disconnect here I agree a little bit match of the year contender next
1: mm-hmm. oh yes <laughs> Absolutely, Marina Shafir, aka Play, and Nyla Rose versus the affectionately nicknamed Thunderstorm.
0: I will say I'm very happy Vicky is gone. I find Nyla way more interesting without her, and I Whoa. think. you
1: don't, you don't like the vicious vixens. Vicious vix, how dare I you?
0: So what's left? Is it just the vic, the vicious, or the Ooh. vixen? Mm, I think, think vicious, because Vicky would have been the vixen. Ah, yes. So I think we're left with vicious
1: or plot twist is shafir the new vixen
0: so it's vicious and play play, play vicious <laughs> vicious play play vicious
1: play vicious there we go all right nice. so it's play Nailed vicious it. versus thunderstorm with there their we go. debut a stunning debut stunning yes uh, some stunning yes uh there's some corner tag offense to shafir by thunderstorm and listen i will say at least it makes it easy to note
0: some of it was too frequent like i noted two punches tag out punch <laughs> chop punch tag out like a little bit too far of the quick tag judo throw tag out in my opinion judo throw uh, yes
1: uh there's some crummy mat wrestling with rose and a Sh- uh, rosa and shafir
0: um marina shafir dude I, she sucks. I don't mean to be mean but she's not good she's just playing around <laughs> yeah exactly
1: um shafir does a judo throw after a boring hold and then stands around for like 10 seconds staring. really at. even
0: the commentary are like i can't remember how they described it but basically like why is she not following up on right this? Um, as rose, a trained fighter <laughs> yeah
1: rose rose drops shafir onto a splash on storm dot 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 this match is so boring you're not wrong <laughs> uh air quotes hot tag flurry by rosa actually air quotes flurry too mm-hmm. um then there's a hip attack by storm thunderstorm with like some assisted driver it uh, was yeah, yeah
0: wasn't it the fire thunder driver with like a spike fire thunder driver basically i guess yeah i think yeah um i couldn't get into this match and i think the crowd and you agreed with me the crowd was not a lot of energy for this they tried to cheer for thunder rosa but they just were bored i think um too much Marina Shafir, right? And she does not impress me at all. I don't know what they think they saw in NXT that they wanted to sign and sort of present her as a killer, but I'm not seeing it. Rosa, uh,
1: Pun intended, she's starting to become a problem on the roster. <laughs> right?
0: uh, Rosa and Storm... Didn't seem to have chemistry to me. And I, this match was just kind of there. Um, I thought it was weird because Rosa and Storm don't have chemistry. And then, like, all of a sudden, they just have a tag team
1: name. They have merch. They, have, like, they, right. they did tag moves. Like There's, like, this coherent tag team. I swear to God, if they bring in tag titles, I will punch someone.
0: I, I would have preferred that Nyla, who I like, dominate here a bit. And then Shafir take the fall. Because I didn't see much out of Nyla here. And I think she's good, right? So yeah. I don't.
1: So I thought Shafir looked really bad. She's not good. Um, This is super bad. It was
0: so slow and so
1: boring. Like, what happened that I remember?
0: And this is our women's match. I remember here, right?
1: judo throw. That is what I remember. Right. Um, I think I can confidently say Shafir is very bad. She's so slow. Aside from judo throws, it doesn't seem like she knows how to do a whole lot. Um, I wouldn't even say she has great strikes and she's an, M- M- an MMA person. And your um, whole
0: gimmick is you're this dominant killer and you don't dominate and you don't win. Right. So it's a bit of a disconnect. Now
1: that Rosa looked worse than she usually does. She was slow. She didn't really do much. Rosa didn't look that great either. The only one who didn't look horrible was Storm and you and then she didn't look great either. And for you to say that. Yeah. That must be that's really bad. Yeah. Right. Um, this match is not good at all. This is your women's match of the week. Woo! I know. Not good. Not good. <sighs> Next we have a Cargill promo. Um, Cargo asked what the hell that was last week referring to... Layla Gray,
0: Layla Gray, <gasps> Hall of Famer. Hathaway
1: says that they can have an interim champion. They can have an interim baddie. He brings in none other than Layla Gray. Yep. Uh, and he says three on two is better than two on two. He says trust the process. And Cargill says like basically like it's better work out or something. It's his ass or whatever. Like he's sticking his neck out for it. Um, I thought it was fine.
0: I don't really care. Nah. Hathaway's great. Jade's great. Ah, uh, interim baddie is kind of funny if you because you have an interim champion, and I kind of hope it does work out because I don't want the Hathaway Jade Alliance to end yet. I think there's, there's enough legs to that relationship to have this work. So I'm hoping legs
1: belonging to someone.
0: I hope this. Uh, so I thought this was fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next we get a Daniel Garcia promo because that's what I wanted. Oof, he was in a hurry to get through this one. My God, mm. I just felt like he spoke so, like he got nervous and just spoke so fast that I like. I hate bust. the way he's like. He's like. He's like. I lost track I hate, of hate, some of it. I
1: don't even know what he does, but like the way he, like his mannerisms when he's talking,
0: like the way he, like, moves, I hate it. And he's like, call me a technician or call me a sports entertainer. Well, dude, those are two, like, diametrically opposed things, right? So which polar opposites? Which is it? Anyway, sorry, mm-hmm. Ed. He says, last week on Dark, he stood over Yuta, held the pure title, and Yuta couldn't do anything.
1: Sure, if you say so. Um, he says, Yuta isn't fooling anyone. He isn't afraid of him. He is the best. He challenges Yuta to a match for the ROH pure title, Death Before Dishonor. It was okay. Something about like the way he talks and his mannerisms I don't like. Yes. Like, he's just like, I don't know. He doesn't sound super like comfortable. Him. No, it just sounds weird and, and I don't I felt like it. It this, looks weird too.
0: I felt this one was really rushed and pretty generic content, right? But I don't know. They got to give this guy a chance cuz he could still improve on the mic. I'm interested in the match, but I thought this was just okay.
2: Mhm.
1: Um, yeah, so then we get another Ring of Honor related. one. we have one from FTR. Um, Cash talks about how they w- have three titles now. No match took more out of them than the one they won the ROH tag titles. I don't know. I think Dax Harwood's shoulder would beg to differ. Right. That's just me. Um. He says even after they beat the Briscoes, people still doubt them as the best, and that doesn't sit well with them. Or as I wrote the, comma, for some reason, because <laughs> comma is right next to the M. That is. That seems why. to be my thought process. Oh, I see. Um. Dax challenges Briscoes to a rematch for the tag titles of death before dishonor and to be a king, got kill a king, and they aren't dead yet. I love that line yeah um sick
0: good promo i like that they now sort of it seems to be the routine is let cash speak and he's solid and then let dax because like, he's let awesome. him kind of close it he's really good yeah. so I, I like it was pretty simple and straightforward so i liked it and it should be one hell of a rematch that's yeah you, again your rematch of my par, probable match of the year so far yeah thought, i'm all in for it i so. thought
1: dax's last line was pretty sick
0: these guys are just super consistent right yes. on the mic in the ring you just know what you're gonna get and it's great at all times yeah. and it's very good Yep.
1: i think it's like it's kind of like a twist on the rick flair thing yeah to be a mini guy. yep you gotta, to be the main guy, I like I like it it was good um, next we get to our main event which is Jon Moxie versus Brody King not using Malachi Black's team because he's a dumb loser um, for Brody the King AW has Interim slimmed World down a lot man
0: he looks he's in really good shape for him
1: this is not news but he is so tattooed it he is I don't know how someone does that he is, is a
0: incredible a very scary looking fellow he is yes right like if you ran into that guy like somewhere you'd be like imagine seeing that guy on the beach right like oh, he's an dude. intimidating looking dude
1: he is it'd be interesting to meet him because like like even just like
0: probably know. a lovely man
1: yeah but you just like right off the bat you just be like you can't help but be like a little intimidated like yeah
0: every square inch of his body is tattooed he Pretty is much,
1: so tattooed it is incredible yeah like especially like his stomach like the amount of like skin that is not covered is like it is insane yeah. He's like a- i like He's got a good look for Malachi sure. Black has a lot, but like Brody King is like next level. And he when he comes insane. out
0: in the mask and everything, he looks terrifying. He's got a cool look. Yeah, he does. Uh, it's awesome.
1: He's, he's he has quite the look. He does. Um, now on to the actual match, not just talking about aesthetic. Yeah. Um. Oh, speaking of, Mox was wearing camo. He was gray camo. Yep. White camo, gray white camo. One of those. Gray. Something like that. Something that isn't really color. Also, he had a belt true which may surprise you is this is for said belt it is um that is me staying off topic you are uh strike exchange until king hits a couple of nasty forearms. just lays into him with those i like tell you his
0: forearms because i was watching ring of honor him and shane taylor's forearms i don't know what he's doing but favorite. he's doing it right he's it doesn't even look like he's just like putting a lot of force in him. Look it just looks like yeah it
1: just looks like he collides with them good like it doesn't even look like he's just like wailing on him it's just like it, for whatever reason it connects like absolutely yep. solid for sure. Um, King backdrops Mox on the floor at the edge of the ramp. Um, there's a strike exchange. Mox on the ropes. Mox runs the ropes. Gets caught with a black hole slam for two. Bossman Sam, That's dumb. <laughs> um, King misses a cannonball in the corner. So kind of cool, just the way like he he like. I feel like the way Kevin Owens does it, it's like he's like rolling into the corner. Right. You know what I mean? And then like I feel like Brody King he like kind of jumps in the turnbuckle. Launches with it, like, himself. Because the way like he missed he like hits the turnbuckles and then kind of lands on yes. the ground. It's like he just he he absolutely collides with it. Um, King sits at the top of the turnbuckle and he lifts Mox and Sleeper. So he's like holding him by the head, like yep. in a sleeper, which is really cool. He drops him in position to hit a cannonball. So he he connects for two. Um, Then the hammer and the anvil elbows by Mox. He transitions into a sleeper hold. King falls back to break it, but then Mox grabs back on, kind of latches back on like a leech or something. <laughs> um, And then Mox transitions that into the Bulldog choke and eventually gets the win with that.
0: Yeah. Um,. I thought this was a solid uh deliberately paced like hard hitting match, right? That's which is what you're going to expect between these th- two. So um I'm happy Brody King got a bit of a spotlight cuz I've liked him for quite a while and I did like this match. I don't think it was a top notch main event still, a little bit below some of the hot main events we've it had. It didn't
1: particularly feel a ton like a main event. No. But-
0: and the pace was not super fast, right? Yeah. Which is understandable with these two guys. So I thought it was a good match, but not like a top tier main event. But again, happy that people see Brody King in a big spot, sort yeah, of in a singles like match, like a
1: moderate, a, a moderate version of what they did for Kyle Riley. right? Before for Ben Door. right? So that was the last we've seen of Kyle Riley.
0: Yeah. So a good but not great match, I thought, for a main event.
1: I miss Kyle Riley.
0: He has been missing a bit.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was good. Uh, very much what I expected. And they hit each other hard a lot. Thought it was a little slow. at Times dragged a little. But I generally liked it. Doesn't particularly feel like a huge main event, but I think it was still good. I do like a bit of spotlight for Birdie King. That's pretty cool. Um, solid first defense for Mox. Solid first, other uh, solid showing for King, which is cool because I don't see him getting many opportunities like this. So I'm okay with that. I'm okay with him getting a good showing here. Me too. Um I like that he had to like choke out King, get like that Bulldog token, get it in because like you couldn't hit him with a paradigm shift. He had to like resort to that, which is kind of like a secondary one, I right. think. I like. Um it was a me but nothing groundbreaking, but I thought it was it was alright.
0: Yep. Um overall, I thought a decent show, but not one of the stronger ones from AEW. In ring, I liked Rush Andrade and I liked the main event. Um and I thought Swerve and Lee's tag match was pretty solid especially the second half then Wardlow basically won an extended squash almost the women's tag and was not a good match and the other men's tag match wasn't good and was more of a gimmick than a match anyways um so just lacking in star power every now and then right there's an episode of this show that I feel like where is everybody right you got the bucks but barely um so I just feel like a lot of the top of the card wasn't represented here so it felt like a B minus show to me I was still entertained by many things on it but some things were a bit of a letdown so not one of the stronger shows but still not bad right still mm-hmm. something to yeah. watch so a b minus for me
1: hmm. sorry i was just reading a thing that lacey evans turned heel again so since she's uh returned which is not too long ago she's turned four times
0: so she is the new big show yes of the I world that's funny nice
1: because she was healed before she left then she turned face turned heel to raw turned face on she was down, turned like heel on
0: non-existent side. in that ladder match like yeah. barely memorable at all
1: i just remember what she wore
0: but anyway i remember her not wanting to fall off the ladder was what i remember
1: anyways um yeah like a bit of a lackluster show i'd say um nothing like particularly like not a hot show by any means no um so it's cool or the one the title but the match wasn't like anything great um the uh swerve lee's match with butcher blade that was actually pretty solid like for what it
0: was yeah by the end i liked it
1: um, Penta Rouge was alright, um, the women's match was awful, that drags down the show, I think, um, the Gun Club Acclaim stuff was pretty much just an angle, yep. I thought, so nothing much there, and the main event was pretty solid, like, I think if you're gonna check out any match, watch that, but I don't think you particularly need to, best promo goes to Christian Cage, of course, I thought that was pretty nice, Darker one was nice, it was feel good, Kingston should've gotten more time, so I didn't, like, particularly love that, um, Gun Club angles are alright, the Sterling stuff I didn't really care for, um, and I like the FTR promo. Garcia and Lethal were meh, and Cargill was okay. Overall, I think it was a B minus show, like below average. Me
0: too. Um, not nothing. Not you terrible. Need, but nothing.
1: Not terrible, but nothing you need to seek out.
0: Agree. Uh, beats Money in the Bank though. It does. Yes, I would rather watch that than Money in the Bank Absolutely. any week. All right, so that's gonna bring us to our next segment. We'll take a break and have Jack tackle some trivia in what we like to call off the top of his head. All right, so this week for trivia, I sort of went back to making it myself, um, pulling from some article about 50 interesting facts or something about wrestling. So I made some questions out of that. So hopefully they make sense. Let's see how it goes. I think there's between 15 and 20. You ready? Mm -hmm. Just general whatever. The first wrestler... This is a tough one. I thought this was interesting though. The first wrestler to win a main event at WrestleMania... With an age lower than the number of the Wrestlemania. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like if it's Wrestlemania 32, you won, you're younger than that. Okay. Because the main it. eventers tend to be old. Let me think. Go ahead. Think for a minute. Um, I didn't write down which mania it was either, so I apologize. But I do have the link. Maybe I'll go back to it.
1: Let me think. Uh...
0: So if a relatively young-ish main event win is what you're looking
2: for. I can give you the WrestleMania if you need to. No. um, I want to try to. I, want, I don't
1: know. I'm thinking would it would be
0: Lynch. It's not. It is a male. I'll give you that. Bronze. Correct. What year? It's 31. And what year was that? 2015. <sighs> I... Actually, it doesn't say, but I imagine you're right. But he is the correct answer. Yes. Okay. I was thinking.
1: So what? He was like, oh, he was young then. Damn.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: How old has he? Have been then? I don't know. Um. Let me
2: see.
0: I'm looking right now. Uh, Seth Rollins is the first wrestler to win a main event at WrestleMania with an age lower than the number of the WrestleMania. He's 36
1: right now, so that would have been like two, seven yeah. years ago. Right. So he would have been 29.
0: Damn. There you really? go. Really? Wow. See, you're learning stuff from my trivia. I
1: thought he was older. Damn. Cool.
0: Uh, uh, which WrestleMania did not feature a traditional male singles match? Two
1: thousand. Yes. Yeah, sixteen. Yeah, correct. Or WrestleMania sixteen, WrestleMania two thousand.
0: Correct. Yeah. Which wrestling and so why was that? What was? Tell me the details of that Mania. Only I singles forget. match
1: was, I think Terry Reynolds versus the Cat. And something. everything or, else was. Or Terry Tori versus Anderson. Everything else, like so the main event was uh. A four, Even the main event was a four. It was Foley, Big Show, Rock, Triple H. Interesting. Uh, McMahon in every corner.
0: Oh, yes. That makes sense. Uh,
1: there's a triangle ladder match <laughs> on that one. There's a hardcore scramble. um, Stuff like that. Cool. I think there's a two or three falls uh, three-way. It was like when Angle was Euro Continental Champion. He was against Benoit and Jericho. Right. And each fall was for one of his titles. And he lost both of the titles by the Chris's pinning each other. That's
2: a great group of wrestlers right there. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, which wrestling event saw the largest live attendance, with many likely being forced to attend in wrestling history?
1: yeah, 32? No. 33? No.
0: 35. Think about something we watched on a different wrestling special. Think of uh, Dark Side of the Ring, maybe. Uh, not in North America, maybe. Oh, the Korea one? Yes. Oh. So that was in Collision in North Korea in '95, right? Who holds the record for the longest ever match in pro wrestling? New Japan, I'll give you that much. Is
1: it Omega and Okada? No,
0: it's from 1987, oh, I'll give you. I have you. no idea. Uh, Inoki versus Masa Saito. Uh, over two hours, I think it says. What's how? Two hours and five minutes, How? something like that. I don't know. It's like a double Ironman match. Jesus. Who wrestled in the last match ever on Nitro? Oh, Flair and Sting. Correct. Very good. Who is the only team to have held the ECW, WCW, WWE, NWA, IWGP, and TNA tag team Dudley's. titles? Correct. That was pretty easy, right? The fact that they've
1: held the IWGP titles is weird. As soon as you There's throw a in the team. TNA, then yeah. I'm like, dang. Actually, no, I. Well, I thought because I think, well, I kind of knew from ECW. When it was ECW, WCWW, I, I was, like, pretty positive. It was them. Then when you throw in, like, I knew they had the IWGP ones from their TNA run and the TNA, like, I I figured.
0: Right. Uh, which two tag teams have held the WWF slash E, I guess, tag titles for 365 or more days?
1: Demolition, New Day.
0: Demolition's one. New Day is the new one, I guess. So I guess there's three now.
2: Who else would it be then?
0: Old brothers. Older than Steiner's, if that's what you're thinking. The Valiant Brothers. I don't think you'll ever get there. Exactly. That's why I bailed you out. Who has a WCW world tag team title reign of minus six days?
1: What? (laughs) Tell me. I'm 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 interested.
0: So see if we can figure this out. So due to a show that was taped on February eighteenth, ninety one. Okay. The Freebirds were filmed dropping the belts that they hadn't even won yet to the Steiners on WCW Pro. So on February 24th, they won the championships from Doom on a live pay-per-view at the Wrestle War event. On the 9th of March, the tape delay title loss aired on TV.
1: That's so weird.
0: Right? So they had a reign of minus six days as it. How do that happen? I've happening. never heard that one before. So I thought that was cool. i never. All right. Here's a cool one, I thought. Who faced a different member of evolution at three consecutive unforgiven pay per views? And if it helps you, I'll give you the hints of who they faced. Let me think. So, again, uh, a different member of evolution at three consecutive unforgivens. Do you want the years? I have years It'll and four, who. It four, five, the, six. It was five, six, seven. Okay. So you're very close. You're in the right area.
1: I want to say Shawn Michaels. No. Oh, that just seems like the obvious So it answer. was Flair
0: in 2005, Orton in 2006, Triple H in 2007.
1: I thought, it, I thought they'd leave Flair out. Uh, um, Edge?
0: No. Somebody who Cena. was not there as long as he could have been and was elevated really, really quickly. Snitsky. No. He won a title in his first match, I believe. Carlito. Carlito what? is correct. That is weird. Caribbean Cool. Who defeated every member of Evolution at WrestleManias? So, over time, has beaten every Ryan? member. Nope. Yeah, so, it's okay. from Mania 18. Undertaker. Correct. Oh, that just makes sense. Mania 18, 21, 23, 27, and 28.
1: He did Triple H thrice, and then the rest of them once each. So, that would be six. Right.
0: Seamus once worked as a bodyguard for what rock star? Ozzy Osbourne. No, Bono of U2, who I don't even know if you know that is. Bono? Bono, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. No, that was in uh, Family Guy or whatever.
0: Brodus Clay once worked as a bodyguard for which hip-hop star?
1: No clue. Kid Rock?
0: Think of somebody who's affiliated with WWE. There you go. Wrestling hip-hop guy. Who was the first performer in WWE history... I didn't even know this to have a different entrance and exit theme. The theme? No, I know he did. So, though he wasn't the first, similar kind of. Waylon Mercy gimmick, I guess. No. Taker? No. Kane. One of Taker's big feuds, though. Naked Midian. No. The Gonzalez? only person. The only person to be in the same under Faker. The same Royal Rumble three times.
2: Oh, holy! Correct. He
1: did. Mankind
0: did. I guess. I don't know. Really? It says Foley. It doesn't say mankind. So I'm not. I assume it's sure. mankind
1: because mankind feud of a taker.
0: I think so too. Uh, That's weird. This was interesting to me. Which wrestler successfully sued Jay Z for using his hand sign? Cena. Nope. Who has a very famous WCW hand sign gesture? Oh, NWO
1: Nash. No. Nope. No. Nope. Someone.
0: Babyface. Oh, DDP. Correct. I was going to say with the move better than the the RKO.
1: Orton does better.
0: (laughs) Who is the only wrestler to to appear in video games from WWE, UFC, and NFL? Lesnar. Correct. The Correct. Who's the only wrestler to win the IWGP, TNA, WWE, and NWA world titles? Styles. Correct. Who was the fastest? Last question. Who is the fastest to become a WWE Triple Crown
2: Champion? Stop. No. It was an eight-month span. Do you want to know that? Nope.
0: I can give you details of the titles if you want. Sure. World Heavyweight title on June 30th, 2008. Tag team titles with Kofi Kingston in 2008. Punk. Correct. IC title January 2009. CM Punk is correct.
1: As soon as you said tag titles, the Kofi Kingston.
0: Some weird questions in there, eh? Yeah. I like some of those. Uh, uh, that was good. Stumped you on some. All
1: right. I, I so, think Kadaddle is the most accurate, but.
0: Cadattle was a joke, but it was fun for some of the I wrong the reasons, guy. but yeah. All right. So let's uh, switch back to talking about wrestling and we'll take a look at what's becoming increasingly a bit of a chore. Would you agree? Yeah. And that is this week's NXT UK. So the longer we watch this show, the more I feel like we timed it perfectly when we started reviewing it. Because, like, for, what, two or three weeks, we loved it. And it, like, flew by. And it was super fun. And now it's not so much, right? Oh, uh, damn. I just I just saw that Kings and Jericho is week two. So it'll be in two weeks. Oh, Nice. Uh, So, this show started out without any lengthy recaps at the beginning, which is nice because the last two weeks have been some epic recaps. So, we just got a little bit of commentary banter. I think they put over the main event uh, tag team match, and then that was it. Straight into Tiger Turan, taking on Kenny Williams in our opener. So, we get holds and counters before some arm drags by Turan early on. William is trying to take shortcuts, but Turan seems to be one step ahead of him at the beginning. We get a rolling flatliner by Turan for two. He's in control until a chop block to his left knee from Williams. Snap suplex by Williams for two. Williams keeps going for the mask, but Turan fights out, takes control with a couple clotheslines and an inverted gut wrench suplex. Missile dropkick by Turan. Williams then gets his knees up on a senton to steal the momentum back. He takes the time to taunt Tiger Terran and says he knows it's Amir Jordan, as we all do. And commentary even we have se- for some time seem to comment on. But he gets caught with the roll up here and loses the match. Williams is furious, attacks Terran after the match, hits his what is it? The forward DDT, like the original Dirty Deeds, right? Um, oh yeah, yes. Before pulling off Tiger Turan's mask to reveal another uh, mask, crappy looking black Just mask. Just a straight up black mask. Um. I don't know. The match was okay. The finish I didn't really like. The aftermath just means that this is going to continue, right? So, I, I don't know. I don't yeah, know, man. the
1: match wasn't really anything, and we didn't really get anywhere. So, we didn't, like, really accomplish anything new. So, I'm not a huge fan. I
0: guess it's supposed to be we all know who it is, but it's frustrating Williams because he can't confirm that it's him.
1: It's like um, Kevin Owens trying to prove that Ezekiel is right. I think you're right. Except that's dumb, right, I think. But I'm
0: not enjoying Williams' frustration that much, right? Like, I, no. I don't know. Like, I like Kenny Williams, but... There's, is there a storyline on this, sh- in this company to, uh, NXT UK that you're really enjoying right now? Not really. Me either. I don't know, man. It's I tough. can't think of any. Uh, we get highlights of Briggs and Jensen taking the NXT UK tag titles to 2.0,
1: where they did very important stuff with it.
0: And Pretty Deadly have taken exception to this, uh, and they, I guess, we're heading towards a match between Pretty Deadly and Briggs and Jensen. So I don't know. Does that mean Pretty Deadly win it and they come back to UK? Hell no. So I don't understand what's going on. but anyways. That will not
1: happen because that would just that would be good.
0: Uh, from last week, Trent Seven is sent out of the building by security. And as he's sort of being walked out, Sam Gradwell passes by, calls Seven the dirt worst. And Seven responds by calling Gra- uh, Gradwell a jobber before walking away, which isn't nice, right? Um, That's not very polite. I think Seven's doing a fine job as a heel here. And obviously, this is his next heel victory. Sounds like we'll be over Gradwell since... That's kind of Gradwell's role in this company, right, is to be present but never win, basically. Right. Ever since um, the Kenny
1: Williams, ever since the Kenny Williams feud.
0: Because obviously we're building to bait Seven as Seven keeps saying, Bates not coming back, he's done, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know. So I, this was something that happened.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was all right, I guess.
0: Yeah. Uh, Oliver Carter is working out. De Familia approach him again and they sort of want his response to their constant recruitment. Uh, Carter says that he'll run through all of them and it it looks like he's going to start with Teoman even though Rohan Raja sort of volunteered himself first Teoman sort of stepped in and said that he'll be the one to take on Carter first so I mean to be fair they've had to shift on the fly from Ashton Smith being hurt unexpectedly right and this is what they're choosing to do with Oliver Carter but it's sort of awkward because it's one guy against a faction so i i don't know
1: it'll be okay i guess he's running the gauntlet which is fine but i'm not i like tail man and i interested. like
0: carter so that match could be good i guess but again the stories are just not compelling at all right now i find in this
1: yeah and it's like and i mean i guess like the the better part of it is like it's not like me and ross were like, like i'm not particularly interested in of these but mostly like not like against him it's just kind of there and i'm just like agree. i'm just disinterested
0: agree it's like only an hour so we get through it quickly but it's not like keeping my interest really right um next match we get josh Morell, who hurt himself in his last match who was looking pretty good and then got hurt his shoulder i think it was it's heavily taped for this one so he's taking on primate who's now all alone it seems right so morel takes control early with his quickness and agility uh primate hits a german off the second rope Big back body drop by Primate for a two count. Low bridge sends Primate to the floor. Morrell hits a Fosbury flop out to the floor. Um, he misses a 450 and Primate hits a running back elbow. We eventually get a slingshot code red by Josh Morell and he picks up the somewhat surprising win here. Although I felt like he kind of might get the win because he was getting a lot in the match. I forget who it was against his last match before he got injured. It was Turan it was so so now don't get crazy i'm not comparing him to this person but he reminds me i think he has a ton of potential reminds me of a really young inexperienced aj styles in terms of the way he moves around the ring and the stuff that he can do right um you're squinting at me like how dare i and i said don't get mad uh he's he's really athletic he's strong he's fast uh i'm kind of glad they're (laughs) i I wrote punching him a bit, but I meant pushing him a bit. Um, (laughs) I'm just interested in something new on this show right now. Like I need something to get interested in. So he has no character or story right now, um, but they can work on that. I think he looks interesting in the ring. He's super athletic, so I'm okay with them trying something new. This match wasn't amazing for sure, but it's just to get this kid a win. I guess. What did you think of it?
1: Um. Yeah, I thought it was okay. I mean, like they were saying, like this is like they're he's gonna. Like they were saying, that, um, ah, I'm trying. Yeah. Words are hard. a Primate was gonna like show us like what happens when he's unshackled or whatever. <laughs> and he lost immediately. <laughs> this is what, he lost like a job or this is. And I do happen.
0: like primates like intensity and stuff, right? But yeah, yeah Th- he this was... is,
1: That's what's gonna happen when he, when he um, <laughs> he is, is unshackled. Yes. Yeah. I wonder what happened to T Bone because it sounded like they kind of betrayed, um, they kind of betrayed um,
0: Dennis. Dennis
1: together. So yeah, I, thought, I, don't know. I was he's just gone. I was under the impression they would stay tag team, but.
0: Uh, guess not. Earlier this week, Blair Davenport was rude to an interviewer until Amal walks up uh, and asks Davenport, asks her about saying there's, she's there to crush Hope, right? Because she said that in her promo last week, which Amal thinks is a shot at her because she's known as the French Hope, which is exactly what we predicted and knew where this was going. So Davenport says something rude to her and walks away. And then Stevie Turner is there, right? And she says something to Amal and amal is in a bad mood because of davenport so she ends up challenging turner to a match which is what we're gonna get which seems like their cheap way of like having a warm-up
1: match 100 when, when when davenport's not affiliated with anyone because if you're going to add boom millie
0: you're right they just like oh stevie turner walk through this scene and i swear they've done this before with stevie yeah. turner it's i can't keep them all apart man she is blonde mid carter number seven there's so many right um Dragonov promo to remind us that there is talent on this show, and they do actually have a champion, despite him never defending or never having anyone worthy of defending, I would suggest, Mm -hmm. right? So he lists people he's beaten, we see footage of him training, he'll fight someone he's never faced before, and it's anticlimactic Wolfgang. Yeah, I was like, really? This is what I mean—a tiny roster where they've built nobody, right? So you can even like do like Trent Seven and then
1: like have Tyler Bate return in that match. Like honestly, I would take that. Uh, yeah, this I'd is. Rather.
0: So he tries to put Wolfgang over here as a lion before ending. Long live the czar! I guess is his catchphrase. So sure. I
1: miss Dragon. I'd like Dragon off honestly. I like, like Dragon I'm, Up a lot, but like, I'm, what's he? Just, I'm trying to care, and it's like, what else? What's really been going on lately?
0: He's just kind of wasting away at this point, right? So there's no like. Anyways, there's, there's just nobody on the horizon for him that's realistic, I don't think. Devlin should have won. Right. Sorry, who?
1: JD, whatever his last name is.
0: McDonough? I
1: saw it? I, I think don't... think so, yeah. It's spelled weird.
0: Our next big match is Tate Mayfair's taking on Trent Seven. So this is, I think, Seven's heel singles debut since he turned on bait. So we get a recap of Seven attacking a fan last week, but they don't actually show the attack because they want it to look like it's real. Like, we can't show... Footage of a wrestler beating on a fan, so sure. Mm-hmm. Um, we get a boot and clubbing blows by seven to start, DDT by seven after being outside the ring for a little bit. Seven then toys with Mayfair's lands chops and hard Irish whips. He's just kind of deliberately um working over this kid. Flurry by Mayfair's finally, but a back fist and a seven-star Lariat by Trent Seven for the win in a quick match here. He continues the attack after the match, applies a figure seven. Before good old Sam Gradwell Figure runs out, seven. yeah, <laughs> runs out to make the save as Trent escapes to the floor in classic heel fashion. Again, this match was just designed to show us heel Trent Seven. He's vicious. He's cruel. He'll beat people after the match, et cetera. Et cetera. Mayfair's really got next to nothing. and was just asked to take a beating, so it was fine. Like we're just representing uh, Trent Seven as a heel to us in this little match, mm-hmm. I guess. Nothing special mm-hmm. though. Thoughts? Uh, it was.
1: It was fine. It was man, Enhancement,
0: like, squash right? match. Like, yeah, it another was, um, nothing
1: really interesting, like, and um, I don't really care. Like, yep, this yeah. seems to be the
0: problem of this show right now.
1: It's like um retro raw when it was an hour, and they said like they packed it with squash matches. Yes. And, and,
0: like, well, I mean, there is a devastating main event though, so so at least there's that. <laughs> uh, we then get a back and forth package with Noam Dar and Mark Coffee ahead of their uh, Heritage Cup match so dar is very confident coffee is training really hard that's my really big summary of it right um coffee will make sure that shaw samuels loses all of the bets he's made on this because i think the story is he made coffee 100 to 1 so everybody's betting on coffee to get those odds right i'm sure that anyways if coffee wins it's going to break shaw samuels um this segment actually got a fair amount of time. It was fine. I actually think this was the most interesting that Mark Coffey's ever seen to me because he actually spoke really well, got some time mm-hmm. to say some things, and Dar is just great as the overconfident heel champion, right? So, of all the things on this show, I, I did not have a problem with this. You?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and it was okay. Like I, I'm half paying attention to everything because it's not even worth it anymore. I know it's it's like, tough. I don't
0: even remember. So it's a ringing endorsement of this show. I mean, it was so good the first couple weeks. We, oh, yes. We were like, oh, man, I'm yeah, actually like excited to watch around, this." on the tag
1: titles. And yeah.
0: it's like around there. It was
1: like end of last year.
0: So, main event, your main event competitors, Zaya Brookside and Eliza Alexander. <gasps> Pardon? You got it. I did get the name. Taken on Mako Satamura, fine. And Saray, maybe fine. So. Saray does not do her transformation gimmick tonight to start the match. She just comes out through the mist and whatever as Saray. We don't see the schoolgirl part, which I'm fine with. We get holds and counters by Saray and uh, Zaya Brookside to start. Zaya then does like kind of a cool headstand escape and then kicks Saray in the chest. Alexander comes in with forearms and some hair pulling because she's a heel. Saray with a shotgun dropkick. She tags in Mako. Mako dominates Alexander on the mat, tags Saray back in for a double bulldog. Big clothesline to Saray and Brookside's back in as the heels now isolate her for a little bit. Suplex to Saray by Alexander before a sliding elbow for a two count. Camel clutch by Alexander, but Saray counters it and finally tags out. Mako kicks the crap out of Alexander before a DDT and a cartwheel kick as she continues to dominate here. Top rope splash but uh, by Mako, but Brookside drags Alexander to the corner to get tagged in. You get a double team move, ending in a high knee by Alexander to Saray. The heels try to cheat some more, but Saray is a step ahead. And this was the highlight of this show for me. The, dr- the drop kick that she hit to Brookside oh, sitting against nice, to the yeah. ropes looked incredible. And that's Saray hits this almost always looks really good, but this one looked crazy. Looks like she just kicked right through Brookside's head in the ropes. It looked great. We then get Scorpion rising by Mako, and this match is over. I thought this was the best match on the show, but as you would say, that is not saying a lot just,
1: that's like saying this was solid and yeah like f- it, it was it was okay like there I didn't hate it it was just there and it was just like there's at least more to it than the other ones i guess
0: i thought the final few say. moments were pretty fun and that dropkick desire looked amazing right i think like um, at
1: least there was like it was more competitive like there was just more going on here than the other matches and that's the most i can say because like, i don't true. think any of them were like amazing
0: yeah this one was a little bit more competitive right i thought alexander looked good in some spots but not in others i'm kind of jury still out for me with her decent match but not a worthy main event right mm-hmm. um i hate to say it but this was just another bland episode of nxt uk that just lacks star power the vast majority of the storytelling is through brief interactions setting up like a meaningless match for next week there's never doesn't seem like there's any real prolonged stories or the ones that are there are, are not super interesting And like i said when we started watching uk it was entertaining, and we were happy with our choice. But now I find this like uninspired. I would call it. Yeah, probably, that's fair. Right? I would agree. No believable opponents for Mako or Dragonov, right? Yeah. So you've got two pretty strong champions, and you're not on like a nobody believable.
1: On like a at full strength roster, let's say like if the roster was better, like had more like. They would be phenomenal champions, right. I think. but, but... they're
0: just kind of like default almost.
1: And the UK's else lost a lot of people too. Like They have. Devlin they keep... are gone, Pretty Deadly are gone. Anyone decent Keely is going is to... gone. Right, anyone
0: yeah. decent's heading over to North America now, unfortunately. Yeah. So the cupboard is kind of bare at this point, right, in UK? And, and it's, it's tricky and it's showing... to build
1: people to that level.
0: To me, they can build Tyler Bate anytime they want. Um, I don't know what they're waiting for, but he's a star.
1: I don't think they would do him again, though. It he... Doesn't seem like it. He had his time.
0: Yeah. So, I, I don't know. There's just not a lot happening on this show and stuff's just kind of okay. I guess, the, for me, the good thing on this show, there was no 2.0 talent involved in anything Mm-mm. significant, right? That, but, I
1: didn't even think about that. But, yeah, that's, that's somewhat of a positive. But
0: even with that, I thought this was a C- show this week. Like, I don't think it was good. You? Mm-hmm.
1: No, I didn't really care for anything here. I hardly remember anything of note. So, I agree with that great because I don't, like, I just don't really care anymore. Like, we just watch it. like... We watch it. We just watched it. I don't, and I don't know what else to watch.
0: We could plug in MLW or something. It's only an hour. I
1: don't even really want to watch that.
0: I don't know. We'll figure something out. Mm-hmm. All right.
1: Uh, we'll see. I, we need something. Or, I, unless UK magically gets better.
0: Yes. We, I mean, I'll stick it out a little longer. Yeah. yeah no, I'll,
1: not, I'll, I'll, I'll wait on it. It's been it. We'll
0: very, see. very bland for at least a month now, right? Yeah.
1: We'll see.
0: Well, we're going to transition into what will be our final segment this week. And that is what we call any other wrestling business. All right, so the only thing I really wanted to talk about here was uh, NXT 2.0 Great American Dash. (laughs) You're refusing, so I've shut down my NXT 2.0 viewing unless it's a pay-per-view or sorry, premium live event or a special episode. And even then, that's incredibly dumb of you. Which, in theory, this was a special episode, right? So. The night started, and this is the only thing you saw, was a pool party hosted by Briggs, Jensen, and Fallon Henley. And it was basically well, full... Well, the
1: NXT UK Tag Team Champions, okay.
0: It was basically full of all the talent that are not on this card doing various things, right? I don't really want to get into it, it too much. It was like fun-ish. I don't know. It didn't really bother me. It's like the It feels like the old Bash at the Beach kind of silly promos and segments no, and stuff not. from back in the day. So whatever, it was fine. Uh, The show opens with the NXT Women's Tag Team titles on the line. It's Toxic Attraction. who have been champions for what feels like decades, taking on Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez. So Mandy Rose at one point gets thrown out of this uh, because she pulls the referee out of the ring, so she gets sent to the back. After Jade takes out JC Jane, Perez ends up hitting the pop rocks on Gigi Dolan to pick up the win here. That's about the extent of my notes for this uh, particular show. I went real quick. I thought this was a decent 10-minute tag match considering who was involved, right? I'm not a big fan of three-quarters of this bunch, to be honest. Uh, The finish seemed to come really quickly, but it's nice to see Toxic Attraction finally lose the titles, hopefully step out of the spotlight for a little bit and not just win them right back the next day like they did last time, Oh, my God, yes. They literally won them two days later. Right, so I'm hoping that's not the case. Um, I could see them, though, getting them back because I feel like they're in a hurry to split Jade and Perez up. Like, I feel there's a Cora Jade heel turn coming, and they can't stop themselves from really? doing it, like, right away. Yeah, I think so. it has been just... a lot of this, we're best friends, and we, oh, it's just too much that over the That sounds
1: so bad, though. She would be so bad at it.
0: I think so, too, but I feel like it's coming. Uh, after the match, as Perez and Jade are celebrating, Perez announces she will face Mandy Rose next week for the NXT Women's Championship, so she's cashing in her tournament win, I guess. Rose responds by mocking Perez for thinking she could beat her. Sure, no problem. Uh, Pretty Deadly cut a very entertaining promo because they're just fun guys. Uh, they promised to take the NXT UK tag titles away from Briggs and Jensen. I hope that's true. Uh, entertaining duo those guys are. Mm-hmm. Wesley versus Trick Williams. Uh, this was ridiculous. That is special. Trick comes out in Muhammad Ali inspired robe. That was kind of the coolest thing about this probably. Uh, so Trick Williams ends up winning with his big boot. After, did you hear how he won this match? Do you know what he did to cheat?
1: Um, yeah, something.
0: He put rubbing alcohol on his hands and blinded Wesley with it. Nice. And won on a special episode in three minutes. Nice. Ugh. Uh, I didn't like this. It seemed out of place on a special episode. Like if you want this to feel like a pay-per-view, you don't put a three-minute match on. But I guess it's a way of keeping the limited Trick Williams from working a long match, right? Because he's not very good yet. And I guess it establishes him as a heel, but this kind of felt like a waste of time to me.
1: Where's... Oh, wait, I was going to ask where Hayes is, but he's definitely... He's entitled. on here,
0: yeah. Uh, Tony D'Angelo revealed to Legado del Fantasma that he had hospitalized Santos Escobar, and then he demanded Joaquin Wilde and Cruz del Toro follow Elector Lopez's example by helping the family. I don't really understand what's going on here. so I, Nor do I care. Since I stopped watching this product a month ago... I'm a little surprised that this story is still going on because it was going on for a, quite a while before I stopped watching, right? So I just don't know what, why they can't. Just a waste of Escobar. And to a certain degree, Legado, right? They're talented guys in the ring. Um, and Escobar's a star. I don't know why they're shackling him with this nonsense, but they are. Tiffany Stratton taking on Wendy Chu is next. Wendy, ha- surprisingly, the babyface, attacks Stratton backstage before the match and they brawl. Chu got a few flurries in in this match, but Stratton picked up the win with her corkscrew Vader bomb in about five minutes. And actually, for a five-minute TV match, I thought this was just fine. Um, Wendy Chu has a horrible gimmick, right? She's wearing pajamas, and she's basically wrestling as a child, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) But she's pretty good in the ring, and Stratton continues to improve every week. I would now consider Tiffany Stratton a can't-miss talent, as long as they let her Get a bit more seasoning in NXT and don't bring her up too quickly. So I don't have a ton of confidence that'll happen, but she's really good for her experience level. I think uh, Apollo Cre- Cruz comes out to a new theme to cut a fairly lengthy. You say promo. Apollo Crews? Sorry, Apollo Cruz. I don't know what I said. <laughs> Who knows? A fairly lengthy promo on what it means to him to finally be himself. Again, now that he's in NXT, which means
1: faking not being
0: Nigerian, so it's like, yeah, exactly. I don't have an accent anymore, etc. etc. The, et ni- the accent was real, right? No, but so it oh. wasn't real, but his family has those accents, so well, I think it was.
1: I guess he's being himself, I don't know.
0: Uh, so he's interrupted by Giovanni Vinci, so he challenges Cruz to a match next week, saying he's giving Cruz, I, th- I like this line actually, I'm giving you seven days. Give an, find an excuse to give your kids on why you lose sort of thing, so mm-hmm. I thought that was okay. um Cruz is better on the mic than he was, but he's still not great, and they gave him too much time here. I thought the match could be good, but I, I like you were asking earlier, I don't know who loses this match, right? like Vinci's just been repackaged and reintroduced, and Cruz just came back from main roster and sort of seems to be right. pushed so. I mean, all that adds up to a screwy finish, I would think, right? Because WWE can't distraction roll up, seems to be the go-to. guess so. Maybe involving Zion Quinn, I'm guessing, but we'll see. Uh, Zion Quinn, speaking of which, cuts a promo. He's mad at Apollo Crews for not including him Ah. in the promo when he listed, because he listed a whole bunch of talent in NXT and he didn't mention Quinn, so Quinn's mad.
2: Okay. Exactly. That could have to a bunch of people.
0: Exactly. Um... The former A-Kid talks about being a math genius and reveals his new name of Axiom. Did you see this vignette? I heard about it. Yeah. So this sounds dangerous only because NXT have the tendency, right, to take one characteristic of somebody and make it their entire character. So that could hurt A-Kid. He's really good in the ring. I'm not... I'm really nervous about this. I'm a math guy. It's kind of like... um One of the women right now is, she wears glasses. She's really smart. She's a business lady. Right. I think. It feels like that route with with A-Kid. Robert Stone and Sophia Cromwell, who I also forget her name all the time, they complain about Von Wagner not being included in the Great American Bash. Solo Sokoa shows up. He and Wagner getting each other's faces, and it looks like we're getting a match between these two next week, I guess. I don't know. I I imagine Sokoa may put Wagner over and be gone sort of thing. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I hope so. Yes. Uh backstage ahead of their match, Grayson Waller promises to take the gold from Carmelo Hayes. Hayes responds, makes it clear that any friendship he had with Wall- Waller, cuz I think they were affiliated in a f- for a few weeks of me not watching, but that their relationship has been ruined. That is the match. It's the North American title with Carmelo Hayes defending against Grayson Waller. A bit of a heel versus heel dynamic here, which is never ideal. Uh each man is willing to take shortcuts in this. They set the tone early after each man started out kind of with a fake handshake and a cheap shot attempt. Wesley uh, eventually shows up and takes out Trick outside the ring, causing a distraction at one point. Long story short, Melo hits his top rope leg drop for the win after about 12 minutes. I thought this was actually a really good match, both men showcasing their abilities. I love the charisma of Carmelo Hayes. He feels like a star to me. His entrance tonight was really cool. I found out later it was inspired by Alan Iverson, who is a basketball player you would not know, but... Off the boat. He was cool. Uh, both of these guys are really talented. I'm not sure how much more time they need in NXT before a main roster push, but this match was was very good, I thought. Too small. Yeah, probably. Uh, the new girl in Chase University, forget her name. Thea Hale. Thank you. Why Thea Hale, right? Good. So anyways, she and... Bodie Hayward are roommates and Bodie's saying he's not doesn't get any sleep or something I don't know what the implication is but a field trip is suggested and Chase finds an opportunity to yell at somebody as he always does and kick them out but then agrees and says they'll be taking a field trip to London so guess what that means UK baby. More 2.0 in UK which is just what everyone needs. Uh, Tag team title matches next. The Creed Brothers defending against Roderick Strong and Damon Kemp so the idea is it's four members of Diamond Mine facing off for these titles and before the match they did a little promo together before Strong walked away from the rest of them as they were kind of warming up I guess it was. Uh, So Brutus does hit his Brutus bomb to the outside at some point. Uh, Julius pinned Kemp. Of course that's what it's called. With uh, Julius ends up pinning Kemp with some basic move that didn't look great. I forget what it was. And then the sliding clothesline, which as well is not the most devastating-looking so finisher. After 12 minutes, I thought the match was pretty good. Um, it never felt like the champions wouldn't retain. The Creed's should have a really long run with these titles, I think, and they need to move past whatever this story is with Roderick Strong that seems to be like starting and stopping and starting and stopping, right? They have problems, maybe they don't. Oh, they still do, maybe they don't. Just figure it out. Um, the finish to this was pretty underwhelming, but the match itself was pretty good. Ivy Nile talks about Diamond Mine and then goes over to help Tatum Paxley, who's being bullied by Carter and Chance, who I guess are heels now. Ivy invites Paxley to meet her at the gym to train, I guess. Uh, Ivy Nile's delivery still needs some work, but she seems more confident. And I don't know if this is the first signs of chance and carter being heels or if this is something they've been working on on the show i don't watch anymore but that's where we're going main event nxt championship braun breaker defending against cameron grimes gee i wonder who's going to win again no chance the champion's not retaining so we only can hope for an entertaining match this was all about braun's injured right shoulder this was brought up several times throughout the show should he even be competing etc etc Grimes wants the title so bad that even though he is a baby face, I think he's still attacking that shoulder whenever he can. And he's good at it, right? So him...
1: Yeah, I, th- I saw the thing where he threw him in the turnbuckle and broke off last week. I was like, is he a heel? I,
0: I think it's just kind of like, I'll win. I'll do whatever it takes to win. I don't think he's back to heel. Although, again, I'm not watching every week. So it's hard to I say. I don't
1: think so either. But then I guess like if one of them's going to work heal for the feud, yes, it would be him.
0: Right. And so... At one point, Grimes hit his cave in. It looked really good, actually. Braun got to kick out of it, which I don't love. I I like that move being protected. So I guess what the point was Grimes sets up for a super cave in, comes off the top rope, gets caught by a spear from Braun Breaker, and Braun picks up the pinfall and retains his championship. Spear ripping off reins. After a 12 and a half minute match. A good main event. But at the end of the day, it was only 12 minutes with a predictable outcome, right? We knew who was going to win. Right. Grimes did a good job of attacking Braun's shoulder. I, saw I Braun's thought.
1: American singlet.
0: Yes. And Braun's speed and power, honestly, is always impressive. I liked this match just fine. Like, it was a, it was a good match. Nothing amazing, but a, a good uh, main event match. Overall, I thought it was a lackluster for a special episode. Several short matches, right? I did like the North American title match a lot. That was probably my match of the night. And the NXT championship match was, was good as well. The tag team match wasn't, wasn't bad. Strat and Chew was just really short but decent. And then the rest of the show was pretty much forgettable. Uh, I'm glad to see Toxic Attraction lose their titles for sure, finally. But everyone else retained as expected. Decent show, not great. I gave it a C. So a couple things worth watching, but a lot that I didn't think was great. A C show. I would recommend the North American title match probably. And that's about it, to mm-hmm. be honest. Nice. Yep. Uh, so you said there's nothing for figuring it out?
1: No, but I mean, I'll mention it quick because my friend is in, he plays baseball, so he's in Cincinnati right now. Oh, yeah. He went to Target today, so naturally. Oh, is Hancock? Yeah, Hancock's in Cincinnati. Naturally, I told him to send me pictures of stuff. And it was good stuff. It's interesting, at least, because, like, they had, um, I showed you, they had, like, the Legends Ultimate Edition Batista, right? Which is in, like, the white trunks with the red, and, like, that's interesting for two reasons, because that's pretty recent, and, like, I know at first there, people had trouble finding it. I think yep. now it's making its way out, like it's shipping out, but I know at first people had trouble finding it. And then also, I don't remember seeing an Ultimate Edition in stores since, like, that Finn Balor that mom got me. Yeah. The, the, with the tongue expression. No, I haven't noticed one in a while. Like, I don't remember last time I've an Ultimate Edition in one of our stores ever. Like, I had, like, yeah. there's the Fiend ones that I wanted can't get them because i've never seen them in my entire life like, right i think the only reason i got america ultimate edition is because like we saw we got mom got me the baller and then also got the nakamura when we went to the summer same thing
0: so you need to go to america that. that's what yeah. you're that's what you're yeah. telling me
1: i desire target nice um there's also some uh AEW figures that i haven't seen like they have unmatched series three with the cards they have silver uno jay and grayson i can't tell if behind there there's any Brody lee um I think there might be, but I can't tell. I just it just shows me the ones on the front. So that's Coolio. Nice. Coolio. And also there's like um there's a the Legends China Elite. There's a uh,
0: Mean Mark Callas. Yes, sir. <laughs> they They're... actually made a figure him. I was funny. watching wrestling when he was still Mean Mark Callus. That's funny. Yep.
1: And then there's also Undertaker right next
0: to the Mean Mark Callus.
1: So that's pretty funny. Nice. Um and yeah that's it there's also like the newest battle packs but those kind of suck now anyways that's just interesting because proving that our selection sucks but
0: so no new releases just stuff that his friend saw in a random target in the states yes. that's our update today
1: where i desire to be nice
0: well that's gonna wrap that's my up my vacation as a target <laughs> nice simple simple man that's gonna wrap <laughs> up episode 103 i don't think there's anything special happening pay-per-view wise from any company that i know of doesn't seem like we get around to covering it anyways before the next episode Mm -hmm. so we'll for sure be back here next saturday for episode 104 i don't think there's anything coming out before that
1: we're approaching two years we are approaching two years Awesome, impressive
0: that too (sighs) so thank you as always for taking any time out of your week to listen to us to meatheads talk about wrestling we hope to see you back here next week and until then take care